When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This feels like a professional podcast now, boys. I know, it's weird. We're all sitting at a table here. Hey, yeah. you must be coming up on, or your past, one year. June. It wasn't until June that you started? Yeah. Well, those first couple of months after. That voice you hear is Chris Letard. Hello, everyone. Hello. Spared no expense. When did you start listening, Chris? Are you an OG youngster? Immediately, yeah. yeah. You guys sure. have a napkin in here? No. Use your sleeves. Are we recording? I'm, I'm, I'm always recording. Jesus Christ. Mike's got an Italian sub going. This is I, a Neil yeah, Young thanks, podcast. Chris. We're always recording, Shoe. Oh, that's right. You gotta, yeah. Audio verite. Audio verite. We've got to capture You're the right. moment of the sub. My bad. We're sitting here. We, I got a table set up in my room finally. Mike's loudly crunching the paper. We, uh, we have a Mike's guest. Wipe, Mike wipe, wipes his hands and his mouth with the paper bag like that, Bill, have... Bur- like that Bill Burr skit. What? I don't fucking ha- animal. I don't have, what? I don't have any use, napkins. Use what the fucking bag. Use my sleeve. Then you use I'm the gonna... fucking bag. It's it, got oil and like vinegar an animal. on it. It's stain my shirt. It Scratching anno- his back. It annoys me. Like how... a fucking bear. <laughs> annoys me how good your Bill Burr is. It like... is a good Bill Burr. <laughs> Jesus. That's awesome. Jesus. So like we're... a fucking animal, you know? <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. No, you can't fucking say anything these days. So we got we got the boys here for Broken uh, Arrow, and I brought in a guest. He is one of my God. two Neil Young gurus, Chris Letart here. Chris actually saw the Broken Arrow <sighs> tour. Yeah, oh, that that I get jealous. Yeah. I was a youngster. Well, <laughs> an I was actual young, youngster. Young. I was actually <laughs> he was a young youngster. Seventeen, going on eighteen that summer. So was that ninety six? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the only memory of that show was, of course, Neil breaking a string on like a hurricane, and then just going for like eleven more minutes with right. one broken string. Yeah, it's the only real memory I have. Of and it. that was at Great Woods, you said. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. which is now what? Um, um, the Xfinity Center. Xfinity, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. where Luke and I saw. That's where we him, saw him. Yeah, with Promise of the Real. How many times have you seen him in general? Can you count? Do you know? So that summer, or that summer and the one after, would be that one, then the Horde Fest. Uh, 2000 was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young in oh, Boston wow. at the Centrum. Something in between, and then a weird one in Worcester sometime around 2008-ish. Was that uh, with Wilco? No, I would have remembered. Because I think that Wilco. was 2007. I might have got was there that late. The, was that the one after Chrome Dreams too? I believe so. It was a super weird show, and I hate to admit that I actually left early. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? You gotta was, go. I'm sorry, you can't be. Yeah. Here. Well, I, hey, I got a good explanation. <laughs> okay. And I won't blow it, but uh, it was like the year after I had I had a big cancer surgery. Oh, but geez. you know this whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, long story short, is you get depressed. Yeah. And I'm at my favorite artist show, and it hit me. I gotta go home now. There's too many people here. This oh, is nuts. Yeah. And I had just taken my mother, and she was ready to go anyway. So we left. But, I mean, it was enjoyable. I just don't remember it, and probably because of my mental state at yeah, the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, we're sorry for shaming you. Well, don't you feel like a dick now, Luke? <laughs> no, no. In fact, I'm going to scold Chris for starting the podcast off on such a depressing note. I know, right? Hey, well, you asked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm honest. I'm just fucking with well, you. Well, we're going to be talking about cancer in this episode That's anyway. True, yeah. yeah, so. Um, Way to start it off, Chris. That's Woo! right. Way to set the tone. I will say, Chris. You can also, if you need to, you can crank that puppy up. If you, yeah, so you're not yeah, you can get it right up next to it if you want. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of so I could see my notes. You know what I mean? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He took notes for us. Took notes. So did I. Got them all right here, boys. Um, yeah, I got them all in my pad of paper that you hate. Yeah, I, got I a, like paper. I got also, you're here. not yellow today, though, shoe. That's I, a first. It's uh, not. Well, it's not legal. I, I ran out of the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is the. This is the under eighteen. Right. Illegal pad. Jesus. Wait, Shu, you have some kind of fucked up drink for us to try? Yeah, I don't know. I guess should we start getting into it first? Because yeah, it's so, a shot. All I got to do is pour oh, two liquors a into a shot. Oh, all right, yeah. So well, and look, it's sure to be disgusting. Well, before we do that, I got a yeah. Bluetooth. So we're gonna try this new Bluetooth setup. I'm hoping it works because we've had okay. problems with the iPad in the past. But let me just try a few uh, things here. Speaking of Bluetooth, thanks to AKG. Okay, you guys can all hear that, right? Yeah, it sounds. Unfortunately, good. yes. <laughs> sounds great to me. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's try another one. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It. Sounds awesome. Okay. Oh, I got a few new ones. Let's try some new ones. Okay. I'm eating dicks and I'm getting drunk. <laughs> that was a. Oh, that was a good night. Let's try one more. I stayed out too late then. I'm gonna put a dick in my mouth. I want to. <laughs> I'm eating dicks and I'm getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. And with that, I'm gonna put a dick in my mouth. I want to. Yep. <laughs> good times. Nice Over at the uh, the boat and Drake it. Nice new shoe drop. And with that, let's start oh, our Neil Young man. podcast. Okay. <laughs> I can't play two drums. Mike Shoe and the Condon Boys, Trans and Harvest and Illinois. We're gonna sit and listen to each one. It's long, may you young. Sorry for defiling the world's greatest podcast theme song here on Long May You Young, the only podcast that. Covers Neil Young's catalog by album by album, episode by episode. Now with new bonus monster episodes. Can we talk about the one we just did? Yeah, because it's it. Yeah, it already came out. Came out last week. No. Yes, it did. No, yes. the the one we just recorded. You guys need to remember the timeline of when people are hearing oh, this. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yes, of course it came out, Luke. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Yes, with like monster episodes, like our latest with uh, Astrid Young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was fantastic. It was awesome. So, th- so we all knew this. Chris doesn't know this. So it's like a weird thing. The youngsters already know. That's all right. I won't tell anybody. But well, they already until, know now. And, yeah, they know now. Yeah. yeah, they know now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he could this. tell some, he could go post on Long May Young and say, hey, I know who it is. Yeah, I'm going to go Isn't tell that everybody. Weird? You know what you should do? All the you should, five people I know. You should get some kind of wagering going. First, yeah. right? Make Ooh, a little money. Make some money. Yeah. Like, who do you think is going to be on... Some kind of a bracket. Right. It yeah, is right. March Madness, right? That's true. That's right. Yeah, you so go. you can say, who's going to be on the next Monster episode? Is it going to be, you know, Astrid Young, uh, David Briggs, uh, uh, you know, or um, who else? Ernie Bach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Weird Al. Weird Al. No, Weird Ray Yurkovic. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. He was a good sport. Did you see all the back and forth on How Facebook? Could it, no, Wait, I didn't. I, I didn't love that you that. threw in Briggs. <laughs> Why? Well, Briggs is a big part of this episode. 
She's trying to segue, Russ. I'm trying to set the tone. Thanks for thanks for ruining my planned fucking itinerary. My favorite thing about Mike wants when Mike has a sub, he wants to get to that theme song ASAP because then he just goes to town. I know it's like the hit theme the theme song. <laughs> this is a great sub. Thank you, Chris. Hey, where's no this problem. from? This is Presto Pizza, uh, Lunenburg, and Lunenburg, which yeah. is. Right across from where Whalem Park used to be. Oh, Whalem Park. Right. For a whale of a time. Yeah, I've had a whale of a time. Me too. And that rickety old wooden roller coaster. Yeah. The, the yeah. Comet. I, yeah. Uh, I worked there. I made fried dough. Did oh. you work there? I got fired. Oh. <laughs> the lady that What'd you was, do to the fried dough? Yeah, the you boss got... thought I was stealing money, which I definitely wasn't. Did you take a dump in the fryer later? I don't know. You got that would have been confectionary better. sugar on Guys, you huh? got fried. That would... Oh, there he is. <laughs> I like it. You're ready to be a dad. Oh. You're ready. Wait, Russ, say it again? No. <laughs> it. You're going to do a drop. Go ahead. I have that. a little bit of memories from Whalen Park. That place fucking scared the shit out of me. Yeah, for people who don't know, that was, that was like a small, not local amusement park. It wasn't like a big national one like Six Flags or... The hell was that? The only Dominion. comparison was Canopy Lake, but Canopy's much bigger. Canopy's bigger and and safer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whalen uh, Park was ten acres, maybe. It wasn't maybe eight? Yeah, when it wasn't that close? big. What year? A two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Yeah. You started before yeah. I even went into high school. I think it was yeah. closed. Yeah, that roller coaster. I really a couple times I thought it was going to die. It would make the worst sounds as you were going up. You could hear the wood cracking. Yeah, I believe it, it, yeah, it was one of the only wooden. Yeah, in the yeah. country, there's, I think there's one left, and it's at uh, it's in Pittsburgh at Kennywood Park, and that's a huge wooden one, which I still wouldn't go on mm. because it's like a hundred years old. Why would you keep that up? Yeah, didn't the one in well like go into a tunnel too? Towards the, it go towards the end, they towards added the, end, the tunnel, yeah. the black hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> it's the one addition. They just, they yeah. just, just make a, it dark for a minute. They just that's put, great. They yeah. just put a big wooden shed around it for a second. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. it was, yeah. basically. Yeah, it really was. Like one of those collapsible carports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Isn't that crazy, kids? You're in a tunnel. Really? <laughs> it didn't even really they just, get that dark. They just put a fucking church yeah, tent. You could, fucking, you could watch <laughs> it from <laughs> the water slide. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's, uh, thanks for tuning in to Podcast Kingdom, the latest podcast about amusement parks and wooden roller coasters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, if you if you're on this is episode forty five, by the way, everyone. So wow. pretty wow. impressive. If you don't know that we're gonna talk about other shit at this point, then I don't I really don't know what to tell you. That's so, right. Yeah. That's bait and switch. Yeah. I wanna hear about Neil Young. Nope, you're gonna hear about regional amusement parks. And we're gonna talk about this album a lot, because this album is it, I'll fucking say it. Awesome. This album's fucking great. Yeah, I've always loved this album. This album's fucking and it blows me away that critics did not like this no. album at all. Yeah. No, it got really bad. Not really but poor reviews. That's wild. When to it me. came out, I, I wrote down some words I read in uh, in some of the reviews, like mailing it in, uh, lack of strong material, uh, uninspired, pointless jams, yeah. no direction. There were things like that said about this album. Can you? Good fucking god! Like in again, I. Uh. But he knew it too. He went into it knowing it. Well, he—I don't know if he went into knowing. Yeah, he did say he had a quote where he said they're really going to shit all over this I get, one. I got it. If oh, you got yeah. It. He yeah. says they'll shit on this one. I've given them a moving target. There's enough weaknesses in it for them to go for it. It's purposefully vulnerable and unfinished. I wanted to get one under my belt without David. Yeah. 
So, and I think that's that's why it sounds like this because he didn't have Briggs. And dare I say, um, if he didn't have Briggs for Ragged Glory, it would probably sound very similar because Briggs had a whole process mm-hmm. where he put Crazy Horse, he rehearsed Crazy Horse, so when Neil walked in the <clears> studio, they were ready to go. Mm. You know, he pounded the material into their head. He, he, you know, got the engineer, the sound, and everything ready to go. So this was, yeah, this is, this is a crazy, was this the first Crazy Horse album without Briggs? It must be. Yeah. This is the 10th Crazy Horse album. Was Briggs involved in Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere? He was, Yeah. Right? Was yeah. he involved in Life? I believe he was. Remember, because he got pissed that That's right. he didn't like that version of "When Your Lonely Heart Breaks." Well, he and... did. At this point, he had done eighteen of Neil's albums. Yeah, which is an insane amount for one producer to yeah. work on one artist. I don't know, unless like maybe that's not. I don't know. Like Rick, the only other person I can think of is Rick Rubin working with specific artists constantly, like the Chili Peppers. Yeah, and but, or anybody. Yeah, yeah, but um, but I think yeah, this this is the first Crazy Horse album without Briggs. I do. I love that quote because it shows how self-aware Neil is, and but also just he doesn't really seem to give a shit in this quote. Does that make sense? Like he just kind of, he's like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna shit on this one. Yeah. I know it. It feels unfinished, and I love that he called it broken arrow, because and then he says that like, uh, I gave them a moving target, because this whole the album to me, you guys always go kind of with the one word thing, and I wrote down the word directionless. Because I feel like, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but there's really no, it is unlike I feel like any album we've covered up to this point because it's, it starts with those three huge jams and then it kind of like more, like gets more concise and then he ends acoustic for one song and then does a, literally through one fan microphone, a Jimmy Reed cover. And it's not, it's not cohesive. And I don't mean, I don't mean that it's bad. It's just... It, it does. It feels vulnerable. It feels unfinished. You can feel sadness in it. You can feel like a, not melancholy like some of his other albums, but like it just feels like he. I don't know. It, it feels intentionally directionless, if I can say that. Yeah, I think it captures, I guess, in that sort of audio verite way that we were joking about at the beginning, a time, you know, it seems to me with everything with Briggs and stuff, you know, it's kind of Neil just being like, this is what, this is what is right now. And, and, uh, here you go. Right. And, and like you said, Luke, him, him also saying, yeah, you're probably the critics or whoever the fuck is going to think whatever the fuck they think, but here you go, (laughs) you know? And that, that is to me what is captured. And, uh, there's, it's also just a lot of great fucking shit. And I don't agree with that shit about the whatever that quote was about the meaningless jams, pointless jams, pointless yeah. jams. Yeah, bizarre quote. Yeah, we we got like what three, four, eight, nine minute songs. Yeah, right. But the they're, first they're three great songs are as a fan, twenty five minutes for just right. the first three songs. Yeah, and the the only co- cohesiveness I'm really looking at is the is it's like is it Neil or is he talking about everyone? It's it's like a we're walking through the world alone. Yeah. This album's very cohesive and mo- a lot of the songs are about hey, I'm alone, I'm in my car, I'm walking around, I'm chilling mm-hmm. out. And I think he felt that loneliness after Briggs passed away. He said that left a huge void. So that's got to have something you know, to do with it. Briggs yeah. was Briggs was his partner. Yeah. And uh pretty much he was the one of the few guys who told Neil when he sucked. 
You know, we really did. Probably one of the only ones. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't. There was only a couple people that could do that. Him and Kershaw, probably. <laughs> Kershaw, yeah, Kershaw. Well, Kershaw usually had a gun, so you would just say, "Yeah, you bet, I suck." Yeah, but if Kershaw, put the gun down, Rusty. Even if Kershaw just had a match, you were still terrified. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I will say though is, who? What kind of a fucking douche even says something like that about a jam? What's the point of any jam? Well, some people don't like the long jams. Yeah, but like, it's a it's a jam. You know, you don't go breaking down a fucking jam. You let a jam be a jam. Well, <laughs> there are good jams, and then there are really bad jams. You know, I mean, I understand that, but I don't think that any of them are to use a word like pointless. Assuming that they uh, any jam would have a point. Well, the point is to jam exactly. Right. So, how can a jam ever right. be pointless or pointful? Well, <laughs> that's. I, I think that a lot of these critics. They probably, just love fucking with. They just well, love that they they can't pin down Neil. I think they just love that they. You know what I mean? They want to be the ones that are like, no, I've got Neil figured out, and and this isn't Neil. I think a lot of them at that time in the '90s were like, you know, they they had Ragged Glory, you had Harvest Moon, right. you had some really great albums, and they were just expecting. Some, it was kind of like when Harvest came out, and people were expecting more of the same, right? And, and that's but they should know better. It's also you, you got right. Remember, I mean, at this point, it's well, been the, what like fucking. 30 years, you know? But you got to remember the whole point of a music critic is to make people read their reviews. Right. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to be reading their review on this album. It's called Broken Arrow, which it's, it's weird to me that he called it Broken Arrow. I love that he called it Broken Arrow. But do you think when people saw, oh, he's got an album called Broken Arrow, do you think they were expecting another version of Broken Arrow? Like on Buffalo it? Springfield, Broken yeah. Arrow? Yeah. I, that The reference there is pretty obvious. I... I always thought it was like this is him making peace with Briggs because him and yeah. Briggs had like a real stormy relationship and they wouldn't talk for years at a time. In fact, mm. they weren't they were weren't really talking before Briggs died because of the whole Pearl Jam thing. Briggs wanted to produce Mirrorball and oh. and uh, and Neil went with Brendan O'Brien and Briggs was fucking pissed and he dumped Crazy Horse again and they were pissed at him. You know, but then, you know, and then Briggs came with, hey, look, I've got cancer. I need to talk to you, you know, and Neil went. And and so I think that's and what came out of that conversation in in shaky. He said that there are things I'm going to take to my take to the grave that David Briggs told me. Um, But he also said David Briggs said, keep it close to the source. Keep it simple. Keep it focused. And I think that's what this album is. This is this is as raw as you get. This is, you know, they were doing these. Uh, live shows at um, what was the name of that place? It was right near. It was right near the ranch. Oh, Old Princeton Landing. Okay. So they did like two weeks at Old Princeton Landing, and then on their off days they would go in and they would record this stuff. And so it was just kind of like they were continuing the gig. They were keeping it as real and as raw and as focused as possible. So they were. You know, you're, and they already did some other gigs around the area. Mm. So once they went into this residency at Princeton Landing, they were, you know, they were firing on all cylinders. So once they stepped into the studio, it was just, yeah, okay, we're going to do another gig today. Mm-hmm. And that's as close to the source as you can get. And that- I think people don't, I think people that shit on this album were just expecting something tighter, I think, like Ragged Glory. Well, it came right after Mirrorball. Right. So maybe there was that as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless you count the Jarmusch thing. No, I, that's that's a film score. Yeah. 
on a side note, did Jim Jarmusch really follow you on Instagram? Well, he liked our post. He liked the post. On okay. Long May You Young, not on my Oh, on Long Instagram. May You Young. Yeah. Nice. All right. We'll try to call him. Well, there's a nice segue. Yeah. We should get some social media stuff. Oh, right. Way. There we go. Um, we did get a couple new reviews. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, uh, we will read whatever you write. Um, so there's two new ones. This is another one from Nick Anderhoey, who's left a few reviews, and I love every one of them. <clears throat> he wrote... Um, I hope you guys caught, he wrote, N- N- uh, NY's London Concert. I hope you guys caught the London Concert on the archives. It was extremely awesome. Ambulance Blues, Mellow My Mind, and Oh Lonesome Me are among the 27 tunes, and Ben Keith is all over it. The punches came fast and hard, lying on my back in the schoolyard. That's from Nick nice. Ander Hoey. And then one more from, uh, which I love that there's 27 tunes on it and that he references that. Um, there's another one from Crosby's Mustache. <laughs> it says, listen all night Excellent. long. He said, on the host's favorite song, Make Love to You, Stephen Stills sounds like Chef from South Park. Yeah, that's right. He does a little bit. I want to make love to you, baby. <laughs> so go my chocolate salty balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably going to take all night. Who's uh, Is that Isaac Hayes? That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just record shopping and I saw that record and I was like, Did you pass? Yeah, of course I passed, but <laughs> if it was four bucks, I would have bought it. Yeah. But it was like 18. That's that's kind of my thing for. It's like I told you the other day, I didn't pick up trans for eight bucks because it didn't look like it was in good shape and I don't love it. I got trans for 10 Ooh. on Facebook you... Marketplace. All right. Someone on Instagram named Chris Latart mentioned us in a comment. No, really. Way. Oh boy! <laughs> no, that was the one you. I did at one point. Yeah, yeah. You posted about the Crazy Horse album. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, uh, Bill Strzewski. I still don't know if I'm saying that, Bill. Sorry, man. FYI, Jim Jarmusch also did a great documentary on the Stooges a few years ago called "Gimme Danger," which I think is on Amazon. Okay. If you're a Stooges, we just fan. had fucking Astrid Young on, which was amazing. That was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um. But we would love to have Jim Jarmusch on too. Yeah. So of course that was a weird yeah. shoe. That in. was a strange. Well, I feel like segue. people have been. I'm about like, to read yeah. something else about this. someone saying something about Jarmusch. It's like okay. Mike's like, yeah, this is a delicious Italian sub. And Russ like, yeah, we just had Astrid Young. On. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> she might be Italian. Yeah. Do you not uh, see the connection? And he just read something about Jim Jarmusch. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which. I was about to also read something about Jarmusch. We just brought up Jim Jarmusch. You asked me if he liked the thing. Yeah. I brought up Astrid Young because we briefly mentioned it in the top, uh-huh. but I thought that, that that monster episode was fucking awesome. It was great. So my brain is thinking monster episode. I would love to have Jim Jarmusch on, but I was saying we just had Astrid Young on. I'm just okay. saying it was... Not that... It was not right. a difference hey, between a Are we going to have to pull this car over? <laughs> that's, cool. that's all right. Is, right. is a pretty easy connection. Okay. There are, two sh- there are two podcasts going on here. This one and the one in Russ's head. Yeah. That's, that's how it always is. Yeah. And that's why they like me the best. Oh, that's right. Can I finish my Twitter thing? Go or ahead. Or do you want to take it? Do you you have... mean about Jim Jarmusch? Yeah. Which makes, here, I'll, I'll throw this at you. Why don't you make a non sequitur here? Okay. All right. Vinyl Junkie 74, Jar Jar Binks. which is Scott Parks. Uh, if uh, he's talking about your uh, your the theory on your pitch to Jarmusch from to Neil Young about doing the movie soundtrack, if that wasn't exactly the way this movie was pitched to Neil, I'll be devastated. 
<laughs> I, I actually seriously agree with that. that's that really is one of the best that, and then uh yeah that okay. whole no that whole episode could have been just that pitch that yeah been really <laughs> it yeah, would have been awesome uh the uh the guys over at sabbath bloody podcast which is excellent if you're a black sabbath fan they do the same thing we do but with black sabbath albums what's cool is the guy the host he's a bass player so he like plays the bass and talks about geezer butler and stuff it's it's an excellent podcast are they pantheon uh no they are not okay am i not supposed to say it if they're not pantheon? no i just was curious oh, okay i don't think they're pantheon they but they're still pretty it. awesome uh, he says, listening now, it would be cool if we asked if what movie Neil Young should score or if there's a movie that would oh, right, be better right. if Neil yeah, Young yeah. scored it. He he didn't really name one. He said it would be cool if Neil scored a really polished visual movie. I'm thinking like La La Land, but not that as it's dancing. It's a dancing <laughs> musical deal. Actually, if you took out the orchestrated music, leaving the dumbass crooning, but had Neil going nuts with feedback, that would be art. I feel like if you just did Neil doing downtown to, <laughs> to La La Land. Oh, and then uh, Mark Shea at Performance Anxiety uh, tweeted, and I want to thank him because he's the guy who hooked us up with Astrid Young. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I want to say thanks to Mark Shea. Performance Anxiety, another excellent podcast, also on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, this is his tweet. Ten songs better than Long December. Uh, Angel go. by Jimi Hendrix, Cortez the Killer by Neil Young, For the Time Being by Medicine Boy, Decoration Day by The Drive-By Truckers, I Ran by Flock of Seagulls, Illegal Alien by Genesis. Okay, not that. <laughs> Squeeze Me Macaroni fans. by Mr. Bungle, White and Nerdy by Weird Al, Dominic <laughs> okay, the Donkey fair. by Lou Monty. <laughs> And I'd like to teach the world to sing by the new Seekers. Dude, fuck you. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Mark Shea, that's an excellent list. I'm going to make a playlist on Spotify. That is hilarious. That's fucking awesome. That's ridiculous. That's great. Do you have any more stuff? Uh, there's, I posted on the, the Broken Arrow on Facebook just now. Um, oh, yeah. We got some good comments on got that. Got some good comments. A lot of people, this is their first time. Adam Hollander, who's a top fan, said, Today will be my first listen. I've heard great things. And uh, John Locke. Uh, regular youngster I hate to admit it but Friday was the first time I ever listened to this album not sure why because this record is absolutely amazing mm. um, and we'll get into this part someone named uh, August Carlson wrote Interstate which is a bonus track from the vinyl copy oh right um, which I got so we'll, oh, good. we'll listen good. to it um, he says is probably my all time favorite Neil tune something about it invokes unexplainable emotions and I agree it's when you guys hear it I we obviously can't play the whole thing but it's on YouTube so okay, um, and then I do want to read. There's a bunch of comments. We obviously can't read them all. Knives Millions says it's incredibly underrated. I was walking down Main Street, not the sidewalk. The Main Street. Yeah, I love um, that. He says some of Neil's best lyrics, and then um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But Weird Ray Yerkowitz. Hey, Weird Ray Yerkowitz. <laughs> um, but he says I know I'm in the minority here, but it's probably my favorite album. For a combination of quality and nostalgic reasons, this continues the trend of great '90s guitar tone combined with psychedelic, lone, psychedelic, lonely, kind, distant lyrics that carry on from "Sleeps with Angels" and "Mirrorball." Definitely feels like the American West. This album came out the summer after I graduated high school. I was cutting grass for a school district in suburban Chicago and rolled up to Rainbow Records in a tractor on release day during my lunch break. <laughs> a tractor? That's so Neil. <laughs> I saw Neil for the first time later that summer on my 18th birthday during the Broken Arrow tour. I traveled back to Chicago via Greyhound from Murray, 
Kentucky for that show. Greyhound bus trips are often memorable for the weird characters that you encounter, and this was no exception. Um, and then he, he just says, says a few more. But he says, it was the first of many Neil shows that, and just fed my obsession. So, wow. Yeah, I thought that was... Pressure's awesome. on now. We can't fuck this up. Yeah. Gonna, or else we'll fuck up Weird Ray. Yeah. <laughs> He's already fucked up. He's it's already weird. weird. Jeez. All right, so I'm making, I'm making this... Uh, I'm making this this cocktail, which I know is going to be disgusting, but we'd have to try because it's what, called the Big Time. What is? What are you putting in? So it? it's uh, it's Quavassier, which is a cognac. I got to get a squirt ready to chase. This right? With. Yeah, I absolutely. Gotta, That's why I bought the squirt because this may really suck. And then it's so it's Quavassier mixed with Pernod, which is kind of like a uh, anise. Okay. You know, like a sambuca ish type oh, of thing. Right. Not as strong as sambuca though. Yeah. Uh, and there you mix them together in a shot glass, and then you just take the shot. This is called a big time. This is the big time. Big time. That's right. Talking about a friend of mine here. Full disclosure, this is my number one song on this album. Big is it really? Time. Big might time not, is? Might not be my number one drink right now, but... Is that... It's your number one, huh? It really is, Wait, yeah. you were you were fucking drooling over loose change to me and Shu for like two Yeah, you texted, you texted one of those <laughs> loop texts. Loose change is the greatest song ever created by humans and robots. That's on well. my list, too. <laughs> Um, are we taking these here? All right, we're going to yeah, drink this drink called here. a Big Time. Here this is called a Big Time. This is uh, Covassier and Pernod. Let's right. see how this does. Cheers, John. Cheers, fucking Neil, man. To Neil. Fucking Neil, man. Oh. Not bad. Hey, booze is booze. It's not that good either. I mean, we shot it. Oh, it burns. It's black like Irish. Yeah, it's got a little... Yeah, it's definitely, Zamb- definitely Zambuca-like. Well, I if don't. You, if you guys want another one, go ahead. I didn't hate it. I, right. I probably won't take another one. That's terrible. I don't oh, think God. it's horrible. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. I didn't hate it. But no, I yeah, am. Me neither. But Luke and I like drinking. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking about the big time. We're the most alcoholic. We're on talking podcast. about a gold mine. I, unfortunately, right. had a, that shot was not. That was that, not gold. I had a long conversation <laughs> with like a oh, super great neighbor. We sit by the fire. We drink till two a.m. and talk about stuff. And he goes, "You know what, Chris?" All alcohol is the same. Your liver filters it. It's all the same. After that day, I can drink anything now. Uh, and it, that's not good. I think he cast a spell on yeah. you. Yeah, that sounds... <laughs> Wait, so, is your sounds neighbor like, an alcohol wizard? Right? No, he's he might, an alcohol he like lick. He might be a... Alcohol lick. He is an alcohol lick. Yeah. Is your neighbor Beelzebub? Right. <laughs> Did you sell your soul for the... Nah. Is he the kind of guy that can drink hot mad dog first thing in the morning? He looks like maybe he could. Yeah. Wait, did okay. you get really drunk with him four hours before you had to go in and do a morning radio show at, radio show at 6 a.m. and they some, say something like this? Dicks and I'm getting drunk. In all fairness, it was mango tequila and some kind of weird blue drink. It did look delicious. It was weird. Um, and with that, I'm going to put a dick in my mouth. I look, s- they were gummy dicks. They weren't real dicks. <laughs> Blue drinks are weird. There's no. So, Chris, did we post a picture of the the? Uh, we did a while ago, but we'll post it again yeah. when this uh, uh, when this episode comes out. Are you in the process of creating a comic, or is, is this as far as you've gotten? Days on end of working in a, the election in November, and I was just doodling while I was listening to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Chris is a kind of a visual just, graphic artist. If I had time, yeah. But what Russ is referring to is he made a cover. For a comic book, potential comic book called Neil Young as the Time Traveling Vampire. I love it. It looks, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Dude, you gotta, you have to write this. I, I, you were gonna write it. I was gonna. Oh, that's it. right. I'll, I'll write it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> there it is. I'll get to it. But he and also, I, yeah, Chris also like 
carves cool shit out of wood and everything yeah. too. He's a he's a real artist. Do you have a plug we can just throw in right now for your business that you do? No plug. Okay. Yeah. You sure? He does like cool chainsaw. Art yeah, it's shit. been. Do you do chainsaw carving? It's a long story, but it's been three years since I've really done it full time. So yeah. If people start sending orders in, I can't fill them. Okay. <laughs> okay. But wow. if you want to like, see one really expensive custom order or something, well, yeah, a few know. grand. But yeah, it, like a titty bird, like a six-foot titty bird. titty bird. Some right. youngster out there will. Yeah. Some so, youngster out there will put down a, a grand oh, yeah. for a big fucking titty bird. But if anybody wants to see the, the cool pictures, uh, <laughs> you know, like check out Whalem Woodcraft. On Instagram or wherever. Did you forget I your do own. like that you don't know your <laughs> own. It's been know, it's really. business. I got really busy and I had like five thousand emails I had to clean up a few years ago. But uh, Chris also brought in a Greendale graphic novel. Yeah, which that's very cool. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, before we get too into this, I do want to talk to you, Chris, for a second because I have two Neil. I call my Neil gurus in my life. It's you and my buddy Alex. Um, but you love Neil, and your basement is filled with stuff. A million records, cassettes, yeah. um, VHS shit, mm-hmm. and uh, you. I like tangible media. At least once a week, will drunk text me around eleven thirty at night about whatever Neil or Tom Petty album oh, you're yeah. listening to at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, le- the the last week one was somebody hooked me up with some edibles, and I was sitting. <laughs> In my chair for the first time in a long time, just listening to an entire album all the way through. And it definitely was it Tom Petty? I think it was a Neil album. Oh, okay. I don't even remember. I don't remember either. What's the best? It might have been Harvest Moon. Okay. Because the sound on that record is. Yeah, that's good for edibles. Yeah, that's great. Definitely. What's the best Tom Petty album? My favorite? (sighs) Pack Up the Plantation Live is my favorite. If we can say live albums. Wow. There. Yeah. Um, I don't know enough time. Otherwise, I just scored the Wildflowers package. That's amazing. Jeez. But that's without the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Well, actually, it was with the Heartbreakers, except for Stan Lynch. That's how much he hated Stan Lynch. Yeah, I know. And then he invited all the Heartbreakers to play on a solo album. Yep. Except for the drummer, because he fucking hated his they guts. Al- they always did report he... that it's a, this was a solo effort. Yeah, but, but they he, were all on They it. were there. Yeah. Did yeah. he sue all the Heartbreakers because they hummed songs that sounded like songs he had written previously? <laughs> Speaking of Heartbreakers, that fucking shot sucked, and I want to get the taste I know, is that out of my mouth? I yeah, I have, a sh- I have like I'm, a mop and blow taste. I'm ready, to have, some, I'm ready to have some of your subs so I can get the you, If you want taste You want half of that, buddy? You can take it. You take half. It's good. It's a good one. I'll split the half in half. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um... Yeah, so but I thought of you too, Chris, because uh, did you guys watch the last blockbuster on Netflix? No, not yet. Oh, not yet. I have nine minutes left. That's why I was a little late because I wanted to finish it. It's fucking awesome. It's so good. It made me. It gave I me go all there these so bad. like chills. I yeah. kind of do too. I, yeah. I want to get on it. I, I wish there was still maybe post pandemic if there's a spot to rent to open a cafe called like the Tangible Media Cafe. Do you think it would work something like that still? I don't know. I think so. Here. I think the retro. I think the retro you know, nostalgia make it thing. look like an old v- an old rental store. Yeah. yeah, have records, have VHS tapes on the wall. But I th- I thought of you. If you don't know, the last blockbuster is a documentary on Netflix about the last blockbuster in existence. But I thought of Chris because your basement is literally a treasure trove of VHSs and vinyl records and cassettes and stuff like that. But uh, it made me think of the last VHS that I had. That I remember renting. It was the first, not the last one I remember renting, but it was the first rated R movie I rented with friends, and we didn't tell our parents. And it was Speed. 
and I rewatched it today. Wow. But the VHS tape? I can't. It's first of all, it's ter- it's terrible. Like it's not. It's. I mean, they <laughs> like they fucking make a bus jump fifty feet. It's so yeah. stupid. But it was so good, and I just remember. I don't know. Do you you have that movie where you're? It's so bad, but you just all you have are good memories of it. Do you have a movie like that in your head? Cannonball Run. I've never seen that. Oh yeah, it's probably the most politically incorrect movie you could probably watch today. I don't even know what it's about. It's Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. It's about that race they have across the country called the Gumball Rally. And so a bunch of rich guys get these souped-up cars, and they race from the East Coast to the West Coast. And the prize is like, it's it's done for pride. I don't think there's any money. It, but it, It's just for fun. Yeah. Like, they recently, years ago, 20 years ago, the the jackass guys Bam Margera and them they got into it. Oh, did they get? Oh, into they were it? into it. Oh, like wow. they had a okay. there's a whole video of them doing the gumball run. Then they did the Europe one. They oh, almost got sent a... back to America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these guys are you know zooming. But Cannonball Run's based on that. You got Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds are a team, and then uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin dress up as priests. Oh my god! And they drive in a Ferrari. I kinda wanna watch uh, this. Jackie Chan is in it. What? Jackie Chan is in it. Uh, uh, but he plays a Japanese guy, yet still speaks Chinese. Um, Jamie Farr is in it, playing uh, you know like a rich Arab guy. Jesus. It's just it's and Farrah Fawcett's in it, and she's not wearing a bra. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, that was back when you would just cast an Asian guy, and he just right. He just he covered all. everything, Asian, everything. Puerto Rican. Yeah. You know, whatever you know, whatever he looked like, he was that dude. You what's, know, what's I mean, the not movie? a lot has changed, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. not a lot. What's no. the oh cable guy? And they were a, an Asian gang. Asian. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got to talk about Neil Young. We do. Woo. Yeah, this has turned into a, a bad movie podcast. Well, I was going to ask if that race, the gumball race, ended at the Golden Gate where they got their feet <laughs> right in the ocean. No, that's gonna be my no. Segue. Oh yeah, that's a good segue. That was pretty good. Oh, thank you. All right, can we? Are we talking about Neil now? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. All right, let's yeah, talk yeah, about Neil. Neil. Um, yeah, so Broken Arrow came out in July of 96. And like I said, they lined up these gigs, and he just wanted to play, get loose with Crazy Horse at these gigs. They're really small clubs. And all that stuff I said about the way down in the rust bucket stuff was completely wrong. It all applies to this album. So they, they would bill themselves as the Echoes. There was no advanced ticket sales. You had to buy your ticket at the door. It was a $20 for a wristband. There was no guest list, so okay. no industry people, nothing. And they had what I learned uh, yesterday was they had most of these shows during the week. They didn't have them on the weekends, huh. so they would have them in the middle of the week. Kind of like that better, yeah, which yeah. is kind of cool. And then they would set up this kind of tent trailer compound behind the club, and that's where Neil and Crazy Horse would hang out with everybody and smoke tons of weed before they went on. So and, cool. and they would play three sets a night. Which I'm thinking that's like what six hours for Neil Young and Crazy Horse, Probably. or at least seven. Yeah, seven or eight. Seven songs. <laughs> yeah, right. Seven, yeah. They just play Tebow three seven times. Seven pointless oh, jams. Tebow, jeez, T-bone three. Well, times. if it's the if it's the version of T-bone from way down in the rust bucket, I'm cool with that. <laughs> that's the best version right there. Oh, that's so cool. I don't um, know why when you said midweek show, it just made me feel so happy. I don't know. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, you wish you were there. I know. Yeah. It's like not that many people. Nobody knows what's up. Yeah, like a couple hundred people on a Wednesday night watching Neil Young and Crazy what? Horse. What a genius, though. Seriously. Fuck. And what a what an experience. 
Ah, I get so jealous. The experience of just seeing him with tens of thousands of people was great. Right. So imagine with like four or five hundred. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Working your way to the front. But it is. It is a like interesting to me that this is this is his last album with Crazy Horse till like for like eight or nine years, right? For a while. Till Greendale, I think. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, how how many years has he been with? Had Crazy Horse. It's been through most of the nineties. Uh, how many decades? Yeah. Have he oh, been at with this point, these guys? yeah. Well, since third, everybody knows this is third, nowhere. Yeah. And then, I mean, not every other album, but this is his tenth album with them out of I don't even know how many out of twenty two. So right. ha- half of his albums, which is. And through most of the nineties, he was with Crazy Horse. He started with Ragged Glory, you know, except for Harvest Moon, but he. Um, he did a lot of work with Crazy Horse in the 90s. Speaking of, not Harvest Moon, but how cool was that story that Astrid told us? Oh, yeah, that fucking, right? That was fucking cool. I know. You got to listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah she, she has some cool stories near the end well, there. So it's pretty awesome. You What about Year of the Horse, though? That's not Crazy Horse. Is it? No, Year of the Horse is a documentary about Crazy Horse. Yeah. Right, but I mean... Again, Jim Jarmusch did be, that one. Yeah, but I yeah. guess that would, someone asked us if we were going to cover that. We but should. It's his, hard to in find. In his archives, is that, is that it shows album? up as the next. I didn't know it was an album. In, it is in his archives. The, it shows up as, as I have an album. that on That's CD. Year, year of I, the Horse. Yep. I have yeah. a compact disc of, disc I have of that, that too, and yeah. I was listening to it last week because you guys had done Weld. Mm-hmm. Luke was talking to me about Weld, so I found that in my pile of fucking CDs, and it's not bad. It's pretty good. The it's, documentary is like, really interesting. I don't know anything about Year of the Horse, but the only thing I know is that. Uh, this was his last thing with Crazy Horse until for a long Green time. So, and yeah. one of his yeah. last things, not of the '90s, but like one of his. I think it was the last thing of the '90s. Was his it? last release of the '90s, I think. He did. What? When did that Crosby, Stills and Nash album come out? Looking forward. Okay, so maybe that was. But not his last like solo he or didn't Crazy have any Horse solo thing. albums in between. Yeah, not until Silver and Gold, yeah, and I think that was two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Oh wow! But on his on the archives, Year of the Horse shows up as an album. Yeah, well, it's the soundtrack to the movie. And it's just all... But we're not... Are we covering that? Or We should cover yeah, it. Yeah, we should cover yeah, it. We should it's cover pretty it. good. It's got some good versions of stuff on it. The movie the movie's excellent if you can find it. It used to used to be able to rent it on Amazon, but they pulled it off of there. I wonder uh, if now with his like on-demand thing, you can... He it might, yeah. It it'll might. probably end up there. Yeah, although I told you guys before we started rolling, I think it, the song... Or did I tell you that Interstate is not on the archives? No, you didn't say that. Okay, it's not. Isn't oh, okay. that weird? Yeah. It's on YouTube, but it's not on the archives. Well, you might have to buy up another tier to get it. <laughs> right? You sound a little bitter. I'm just saying, like, if you read the descriptions of, like, you know, you're the classic tier, and, he, and I don't know if you read his message, but, and you folks really are classic. <laughs> you know, it's like, sorry to fuck you over on another 20 bucks or it's just that's what it sounds like it does to me feel like that, yeah. but i'm gonna buy the rust level anyway yeah. and i'm only buying the rust level because the the patron level he doesn't clearly explain what you get right says so you get some exclusive stuff but that's it he doesn't like, really say what it yeah, is it's like or, neil you're a bernie supporter but you're a millionaire and you're fucking us over by <laughs> making us you know, pay for more of these fucking tears and you just sold your catalog for what was it? Oh yeah, his license. Five hundred million dollars, yeah. something like that. But yeah, you know, Whatever. I mean, I'm gonna buy it anyway. But I'm it's just the way he put it. Yeah, I'm it's just... he timed it right before we all got our stimulus. I know, huh? Right? Some of those Reagan years still with him on that one. 
<laughs> anyway, so we had all these gigs, and while they were doing these uh, these little club gigs, they were recording uh, back at the ranch. And um, you know, like we said at the beginning of the episode, when this album came out, People Magazine said it was one of the worst albums of 1996. What? Then again, that's People Magazine. That's a good point, right? You yeah. know, who but, was hot then? Jennifer Aniston was on Friends, like, right? And Vogue, and Vogue was burning it up, yeah, right? You know, little and then boys sp- were jerking off to End Vogue on MTV. Spin, uh, why are you being so judgy on that? Well, I might have been one of them. All right, I'm just saying, <laughs> dude. Don't dude. say it like it was gross. He is a youngster. Yeah. He's a youngster. Okay. <laughs> I might um, be the closest one to your ages out of these boneheads. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Spin Magazine said it. Um, Robert Christogau, the uh, what is it? Called? What does he call himself again? The um, the uh, pu- the the critic laureate. Oh, is the, this the uh, guy who like titled himself? Yeah, 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 something like that. Dork. Makes you wonder uh, whether Young has grown so confident in his complacency that he could play out his career. Uh, uh, as solidly and as unceremoniously as, say, Muddy Waters, never dismissed but taken for granted. Like, people just didn't... At that time... And I remember reading that when when this came out and a lot of things. Like, people were just panning this album left and right. And mm-hmm. I just never got that because I liked it from the get-go. I, yeah, I have the, like, opposite reaction. Same. I'm, like, blown away that he, at this time, is still putting out such fucking awesome music. Yeah. Like... I know the first two songs are fucking incredible, but even with a song like uh, Scattered or Slip Away, I was like, yes, this the- is fucking, these are good songs. This is fucking, gr- these, this is great, you know? There's not a song that I dislike on this whole. Yeah, I, I like album. every song on this on Yeah, this yeah, when I had to pick a cut song, it was the one song that I was thinking about skipping through the last two minutes of, but... Mm-hmm. Which, which we'll get to at the end. Which we will. We no, I'm saying, that, right? I know we don't spoil it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's, a all, lot of, it's all good. And, uh, and as like a as a fan, at, in 96, as I'd only been a fan for like four years. Mm. And this really resonated with a 17-year-old weirdo. Yeah. It really did. What were you listening to at the time, like I aside think, from Neil Young? Like, was I think like- I was still, I had been on like four years of, collecting records we didn't have mtv we didn't have all that stuff so i was probably metallica and pearl jam and mm-hmm. I, I had just started getting into like some of the old school country guys johnny cash will and jennings and stuff but i'm trying to think if i was 17 when this came out if i would have appreciated it and i don't know if i would uh, now I think me and Russ have the benefit of hindsight, and also I keep waiting for one of these albums to not grab me. And in the '90s, it hasn't happened. Everyone is a little bit better than the previous one, in my opinion. It's just really. So you think this is a little bit better than, say, "Sleeps with Angels"? Yeah, I do. and "Ragged this Glory." Is better than "Ragged Glory." And okay, so maybe I'm. We're so far removed from Ragged Glory. Okay. Yeah, I guarantee you if you listen to Ragged this, Glory you might be again, right you'd be that. like, no, yeah. never mind. But it's still, it's still like, and the reason I po- I texted you guys <clears throat> Loose Change, when he does that fucking four-minute jam at the end, mm-hmm. and it's not, you, you, right. can, you can't even really call it a jam. It's just this like. It's pointless, you know? It's a pointless jam. What? <laughs> yeah, but I, I even had it on my notes. Last minute or so is Sonic. It's yes. like it's, it's all it's raw emotion. It's yeah. just insanity and it just fucks me every yeah, time I listen to it. 
Well, that's that's what I love about this particular album the most is Sonic is the word right there. It's the way it sounds. It's this lumbering kind of like f- lava flow going on. Yeah, it's 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 super heavy, but not so abrasive. It is a to me. sloppy, slow locomotive. And right, we know about Neil and the locomotive. <laughs> right, there you go. It's Bingo. A, it's that's a, what I was going yes. for. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. I love that metaphor. It's a train <laughs> driven by a bird. <laughs> every time you, every time we bring it up, somewhere in the world, the train gets its chug. <laughs> its chug. <laughs> the train gets its chug. Imagine if and Neil there's a, wrote there's a little puff of smoke. Imagine if Neil wrote yeah. "It's a Wonderful Life." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Except a, an angel. Except, except a Clar- Instead of Clarence, it'll be a uh, a conductor. <laughs> now, 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 Cl- Clarence. <laughs> His but, voice wouldn't be that far off either. Yeah, you know? Mr. True. Potter, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Mr. Potter. <laughs> fuck you. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I love about time, this album. It's like the every time you hear a train. <laughs> A bird gets a new tit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Every every time you see a bird, a train gets its chug. And it's not it's not Mr. Potter. It's just uh, Geffen. Oh, it's yeah. David David Geffen is Mr. Potter. That's perfect. That's hilarious. But yeah, this is like it's it's like it's a wall of sound, and it's like this layered shimmering distortion. And it's different from the distortion that was on Ragged Glory or Sleeps with Angels or Rust Never Sleeps, you know, or or Freedom. It, it's it's this like just bright it it's like the the it's just to be corny here it's like the sun when it hits the ocean mm-hmm. at uh-huh. sunset and it's that sparkling you know what I mean that's what I especially on you slip mean the away. land of suntan lotion yes that's right that's right Russ yeah that's a lot actually of, a lyric from one of the songs on this album is that Did right you know that? is it really I, thought I just no. came up with that oh <laughs> man my bad. <laughs> Get your feet wet in the ocean. But that's yeah. that's why I love this album the most, because well, I even love the sound it, of it. Yeah, even though, I mean, you're spot on. And even though it can be, as we see with a lot of what these fucking critics are saying, it can be infuriating infuriating sometimes. Um, that's one of my favorite things about Neil, is that you can have a sound in a certain album where you're like, oh man, that's fucking, I've never heard anything like that. And then an album later, it's a totally different sound, yet it's still Neil. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's still like, I've never heard anything like that well, sound right. is crazy. Well, yeah. like you, know? you were saying, like, like a song like Slip Away, you can almost barely hear his lyrics. It's just drowned yeah. out by the guitar. Yeah. But you don't, it's not a bad thing. It's, it just works with well, the see, song. A lot of the critics mentioned that, that you couldn't hear his vocals and you couldn't hear the words. And I'm wondering if, this, if it's the same critics who are like, jizzing all over albums by bands like My Bloody Valentine and Lush and Dinosaur Jr., which were the same, this wall of distortion, and you could just hear the vocals just above the music enough. Mm. But the whole thing was right, and was like, just like the music was this yeah. one like wave that came yeah, at like, you. It was like Sonic Youth back in the right, day. Right, Sonic you, Youth I, and I stuff like that. I loved Sonic Youth. I still don't know the lyrics. Yeah, but all of those. Sometimes you can't hear it's distortion. You, yeah. yeah, all of those people you mentioned were all influenced by Neil. Exactly. <laughs> of course they were, and yeah. they ended up covering it. him. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. And they did with him. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. this his first self-produced album? <clears throat> I don't know. That's a good question. That is a good question. I, I feel like it might. Be. It might be. I yeah. I would find that hard to believe. Actually, after this twenty, what are we? Twenty-two albums in. 
Yeah, but you usually it lists the producer, and yeah, we almost have to always go back talk through about it. and look at each thing. Yeah. But this is it's the only one that says produced by Neil Young. So this is this is Neil without Briggs, basically. Right. Yeah. Briggsless Neil. And you can feel it. Right. And I, I don't think in a bad way. I think there's an edge that's not there. Really? Yeah. No, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but there's okay. There's there like if you listen to something like Ragged Glory. Or say another. I'm thinking of albums that are similar in structure and sound. Or everybody knows this is nowhere. You know, okay. You, you know, you listen yeah. to some of those Briggs productions. There's some sort of edge to it. Mm-hmm. And this one, it seems like the edges have been smoothed out. And again, I don't mean that in a negative way because I love the way the album sounds. I don't know if it's if it's <clears throat> edgeless as much as you can. F- it feels like Neil knows he's on its on his own. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he f- no. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like because you mentioned that quote earlier where he said, "I just wanted to get an album under my belt without breaks." It feels like he's wandering. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's kind of wandering through this album. And again, that's a theme on this album too. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, like you said, change highways, directionless. You know, he's just yeah. pointless like, jams. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of so like, what? Yeah, that's it. Might I mean, even, well, no, no. You had the point earlier. That, yeah. What's the point of a jam? Yeah, right? I mean, it's just a jam. There's no, there's no like, there's no end game. You're just going you're, with yeah, it. Yeah, you're just right? going, and that's Neil. Yeah, especially like we, you guys are kind of alluding to here is that he is in this fucking on his own. I mean, yeah, yeah he's got the horse, but you know, and he's got all, all the other people. He's got like <clears throat> yeah, Tim of course, Mulligan in yeah. there and stuff. But he doesn't. Briggs had a presence. Briggs, yeah, was a whole other energy a whole other element right. to yeah. neil you know that element is a good word yeah you yeah. know what that <laughs> he's on the periodic table right he man. is it's, yeah briggsonian it's, p- it's pissing yeah. me off more BR. and more that the, po- the music critic I, I can't wait to hopefully we're going to get a music critic on here for one of these monster episodes cuz i would be so curious and i i know it's different in 2021 than it would be in the in the mid 90s or the 80s or the 70s but like i Pointless jam is such a fucking stupid thing to write, and it. What's the what's the point of anything? What's the what's the yeah. point of this? Well, that's that questions my, or that, it makes me question their research. Right. Like, is this yeah. like the first time? They're Do you listening? not know who Neil Young is? Right. Is this the yeah. first time they're listening to Neil? You know, where they want? Did they want another Harvest Moon? You know, the same thing yeah, you ran you, into in the seventies. What are yeah. you putting it up against? Right. Are you putting it up against other Neil stuff? Right. Are you, are you putting it up, it up against, against Harvest Moon? What was Moon? at the time? Yeah. If you're putting up what against Harvest came out Moon, that year? yeah, that's the wrong thing to do. This type of because then you don't. Yeah. And then like we we just made the point. Most of everything else, the other bands you mentioned that were happening at that time, were all inspired by Neil. Yeah. That whole so alternative you rock sound. You yeah. know, there's no way to avoid it. You know, and so. And I'm not saying that Neil shouldn't be critiqued like anyone else. It's just no. We do it on this podcast, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There just has to be some uh, awareness, you know, of mm-hmm. of the realm that you're in. You right. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Do this, they do they know who they're writing about? Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. The yeah. Like, we're questioning that. So yeah. you, Mike, you were a Neil fan at the time this album came out. Right. Did you listen to this as it came out? Yeah. Did you? I like, got I got a free promo copy. Because I was I was working in radio, yeah. Oh wow! Did you did you like? What was your initial thoughts on it? I thought it was great because this is the kind of Neil I like. First of all, I like Neil with Crazy Horse more yeah. than anything else, and Agreed. this is the kind of Crazy Horse I like. The long jams, 
Yeah, I like, you know, I like the, Neil with Ben the, Keith. But. The cra- I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the cra- but like we're the, well aware the insane we guitar that. playing. You know, well that's the I, thing I about it. Neil. It's tough, man. It's tough to like. I fucking love him with Crazy Horse, but then I'm like, I want him with Ben Keith too, and he's just given us so many different. I almost, I'm almost fifty fifty. Yeah, I think know? I'm with Mike though because I love love him with Ben Keith. I, I love always him with- said Crazy Horse was me. Then I listen really? to the, all your episodes and listen to everything and re-listen to everything and. I'm fifty-fifty now. It's something about Crazy Horse just brings. That's what out I love doing the, about this. The, the most real Neil. Does that? No, that's yeah. That's what it feels I, like to me. Because of who they are, and he yeah. can only get that sound with them. He's played with, you know, he played with Booker T and the MGs. He played with diff, He played with the what was the rhythm section with Freedom, and he used them later on. They were with the Blue Notes, the guys that from Joe Walsh's band. Yeah, fuck. Chad, whatever. Anyway, he's played with different bands and stuff. He can only get a sound like this and Ragged Glory. I dis- I disagree because tonight's the night wasn't Crazy Horse, and that is one of those like classic. No, it's sounds. great, but I think well, it, tonight's the night had Ralphie and Billy on it. I know, but it wasn't oh, okay. it wasn't horse in the same way that this is horse. No, yeah, but no. If, if, that's, if anything, that's Ben Keith and horse. So that's best of all of it, right? And if Nils, you're not listening <laughs> and to, Nils to yeah. the end of Loose Change, that last. Two minutes where you check the time and you're like, there's still two minutes of this, and you don't get literal. No, goosebumps. I agree. I agree. It's just I also get those same goosebumps listening to on the beach. They're just different, different goosebumps. I get different that's goosebumps. What that's but why I'm Chris saying, makes a good point. It's, it's true. 50/50. They are different goosebumps. It's different goosebumps. They're still goosebumps. But that's what's beautiful about Listen, Neil. The bottom that... line is that a goose is a bird, and I want to make sure <laughs> you have right. a bird-like let's reaction. Not, yeah, let's not forget that we're talking about a fucking bird here. That's the real point I'm trying to make. Talk about pointless jams. The only point I want to make is that a fucking goose is a bird. Listen, if your goosebumps don't have tits on them, then they're not real goosebumps. I I heard that bird was Canadian. (laughs) And somewhere, a train just got its chug. (laughs) Jarmouche, what do you got for me? Mike, pour us another round of those fucking big (laughs) times. shitty drinks. Another big time here. (laughs) What what I think is beautiful about Neil is whether it is the, you know, whether it is the fucking... The realness, like you're, you're right that you get with him and and the horse, whether it be with Briggs or without, as we're now discovering, or him with Ben and Nils or just Ben or whatever other version of a band that Ben is in, right? Or or the Harvest, which is another Ben. There's so many different versions to choose from, and they all give you different types of goosebumps. And I think what we're putting on the table here is like horse and and Ben Keith in whatever regard different types of goosebumps it's all like kind of what mood are you in because sometimes no, no, i'm not true. in the mood for uh uh like sometimes i'd rather he'll hear neil with the horse in this type of way or rag of glory um and then other times all i want is a ben keith him and a ben keith type of thing and it just it switches it depends on my mood where the sun is if it's raining or if i'm where i'm driving or you know what i mean i might be fucking crazy saying this shit but to me, that's what Neil, that's what's fucking incredible about... But it just about, might be a lunatic we're looking for, Russ. Don't mm. Billy Joel this. <laughs> the fuck did you just do? Yeah, Sorry. that was Those good. were reverse goosebumps. You just derailed well, the titty bird train. <laughs> reverse goosebumps. I, it's all good. Those are, you don't like Those Billy are Joel? Those are Billy Joel's got some good songs. Got I saw him live. He's a serious Billy Joel problem. I don't know oh, why. Hold on. Can what do you mean? You like, like, I like Billy Joel. Oh, you like him? I do. And I'm not sure why. 
Well, he writes good songs. What's wrong with Billy Joel? What's wrong with Piano Man? No, no, no. I, I'm wow. not saying I don't like Billy Joel. It's just weird to bring Billy Joel Fucking into a discussion. Right, yeah. It is weird. I feel, Saturday, I it said all I'm feels sorry, wrong. man. It felt wrong. Feels wrong. I'm not saying I don't like Billy Joel. I saw him live at Fenway. It was fun. It was a great show. He yeah. hasn't written a new song in like 30 years. He doesn't years. have to. He, 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 he told everybody to. he wasn't gonna. Right. He goes, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just going to play my hits and make a ton it. of money. At least he's being up. Yeah, exactly. He's honest. Listen, yeah. Billy Joel's got well, see, this is what I mean. You don't do this. Now we're talking about Joel. I don't want to talk about Joel. Well, I, now I, I want to talk about Billy Talbot. <laughs> no, you want to talk about Ben Keith. That's all you want to talk about. That's all I want to talk about. No. The horse is awesome in this, Joel, man. man. That, that whole... I know. I gonna... ju- all I said is I prefer the horse. That's all. And then all of a sudden we're talking about fucking honesty. It's such a lonely word. <laughs> You know, <laughs> can you please hit that bag of dicks thing? Jesus yeah. Christ, you're giving me a heart attack. Gack, 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 gack. You had to be a big shot, didn't you? Dad, man? I'm gonna put a dick in my mouth. I want to. S- <laughs> oh God. You had to put a dick in I'd your mouth. Shit out of birds. <laughs> there we go. Should we get into these songs? We're yeah, let's get into the here. songs. Yeah. yeah, let's get into the songs. Do you want to take a? Yeah, let's take a break so a I can break. eat eat the sub. Um, and clear ate, my palate of, of that fucking piss I drank. So yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. That's why what? I ate that half of the yeah. sauce. Well, we're gonna take a Gross. break, but when we come off the break, if this is cool with you guys, I'd rather play the beginning of Interstate. We get sued. I know it's, but I mean, even that you guys can hear it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh. So my thought on this song, this is a near perfect album, for as much as everyone says it's unfinished and kind of wandering. If he had replaced that Jimmy Reed song with this, Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a literally a perfect album. You know what? Someone probably said those exact words to him. Oh shit! You're right. And then he said. Hey, Timmy, remember you were using that old AV club tape recorder you found in that junk pile when they destroyed the middle school, and then you recorded the show with it? We'll put that version, uh, yeah, we'll put that on the, you know, it's probably because that's through his whole career, you hear stories like that, like, hey, this song's going to be a hit, and then he either fucks fucks it up or just doesn't record it. it. It's so, so if you guys have a chance, it's on YouTube, just look up Neil Young Interstate. It's yeah. fucking something about it. You hear Briggs in it. You hear Neil's sorrows in it. Um, I'm going to read a few more Facebook things because this song made me think of it. But uh, Paul Gase says, Missing Briggs. You can hear it in the murky mix and missed potential. Many good songs that are not elevated to greatness by the performances. Um, and then Chris Boudreau, who's another um, 
top fan says, roll a big joint and play big time and loose change at high volume. Nothing like getting lost in those earth-shaking jams that go on and on. Scattered and slip away are also favorites. Some really good horse here. So Yeah. I think this that song, Interstate, would have been out of place. I, th- I, f- I feel the opposite. I feel like it would have balanced the beginning with the the huge jams that I love. I think it would have been the perfect ending to this scattered... Yeah, but you do have Music Arcade in there, you know. That's true. Um, but but that sounds completely... That's yeah. really sparse compared it, to that. It's not necessarily a sad song either. And this I, is a, like yeah. a sad... I don't know. I think it moved along nicely. I, I like. I wasn't bothered by the um, the Jimmy Reed tune. Jimmy Reed at the. I loved it. I actually like that a lot kind too. Of, I like it too. I wasn't bothered by it, but I just think this would have really because I I hear, and again, although I, I think that sounds that. really beautiful. Yeah, I, I haven't would lo- heard I the whole thing. Would, about it. Yeah, it would be like the opposite of. You know how he threw Leica Inca on the end of uh, was it Life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be the opposite of that to me, where it was it, it just contrasted the beginning of the album. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I don't oh know. no, yeah. wasn't like an Inca on Trans? No, was it? Maybe it was. Yeah. What was at the end of uh, Life that I'm thinking of? But same Inca idea. Queen. Inca Queen. Oh, Inca Queen. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Um, no, Leica like Inca is. That was uh, that was the no, last that ended Mike's trans. Right. Mike's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah Remember, right. It, trans started out with those two songs you recorded in Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, and they sounded yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of folky, you know, mm. kind of '60s tunes. And then in between that all, like, we talked about that. Like, get rid of the yeah, we get rid of those tunes, and you make it yeah, it's right after Mr. The electronic stuff, yeah, and then like an Inca, yeah. I just think that, you know, listening to Interstate, maybe he didn't want to end it on that because you know we've mentioned it previously that this album's kind of has a mournful sound to it well it was on the vinyl that came out right he, which, it was an extra song on the which vinyl. i've tried to find and i can't find one cheaper for like 160 bucks Ooh. yeah do you have you don't have a vinyl of this no album, really? no I, I i love this album and i'm saying like maybe 60 70 bucks if i can find it yeah. like yeah. well it's pretty rare yeah i didn't know that yeah Till I looked. Let's hit big time. You want to get right into it? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Alrighty. It's only like an hour in. We get sued. Your painting. This this yeah. melody in general is just so catchy and so good. But here's the chorus. Alright, I gotta fade it. 
I had to fade it. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's just so good. It's my favorite song on the album. It's probably mine too, which is rare that you and I have the same top song. It just it. It's the per- it's the perfect. It's not Mike's shoes, though. It's the perfect. You know what it is, Neil in the nineties. If you and I agree on something, it's shoot, true. That is true. We very, we that's very... my cut song. Is no, it? no, it's not. <laughs> no, I was gonna say no. that's too far. <laughs> sure. You're going too far. I love it. It's not my favorite. Neil in the nineties knows how to start a record. He just like back to Mirrorball that the pirate tune that he yeah. gets mm-hmm. like he and this is song just. X. I've been so rushed. I've been, oh, yeah. I learned this right away. It's yeah, you. Yeah. You and me could both play it. It's yeah. so fun to play. And if you ever played acoustic, you'll cry your eyes out because you don't really get the lyrics as yeah. much. And that's that part I do kind of agree with the critics. I don't agree that it's bad. I like how how it is. But you, when you start singing them, you're like, ah, fuck. Like, yeah. You hear Briggs. You yeah. hear him oh, yeah. and Briggs in it. Yeah. It's just it's really singable, and just yeah. the the melody itself. You, we joke a lot with with when we're right, when we're doing town meeting songs, and someone brings like a melody idea or you know some some idea to the table with the band. We we always say we have this thing where we know it's going to be like a successful song, as if we kind of right away start making like dumb penis jokes, like parodies. Yeah, we're parodying it right away. You know, and that's what I was doing with this song. You know, I was like talking about a big fat peen, you know, just like shit like that. Because if you can start doing that like right away, mm-hmm. then you know the song's a smash hit. Because uh, you know you got a catchy melody in there if you're adding your own words. I will say not to toot our own horn, but my kids have been driving me nuts. They sure. all want to hear Imitator by Town Meeting. Yeah, Jose is like obsessed with it. I don't understand it. I'm actually kind of getting sick of the song because of that. <laughs> Town Meeting is the band me and Russ are in, if you aren't aware yes. of that. So. Yeah, Chris anyway. is. Chris, I've heard. I've heard of him. He's heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Chris drunk texted me about Imitator. Also, by the way, <laughs> last Monday he said he hated probably, it. Probably no, he loved it. He loved it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the youngsters can go check out our single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go check. But um, I, I, yeah, I really like it. I think um, the playing right off the bat is just it's great. Yeah. You know, you you can hear that guitar, like you said, that just that sound. You know, that, it sounds like. A giant, some kind of giant machine, like gears, just mm-hmm. starting to grind, yeah. and they're not like well oiled. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's they're that, really grinding. It's yeah. that big black car. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, he's it, all. I do love the, that. Yeah, with the cars. Yeah, right. always. Oh, he's talking about Mort. Is that Mort? I mean, that's this. This is the story, right? He drove. You know, he drove through a bunch of states. He drove to you know put his feet in the ocean, driving to the Golden Gate. You know, this yeah. is this is the story. You know, going to drink that magic potion. Mm-hmm. Is that what this is about? That's what I got. You know, he's dry, he's going to he's going to L.A. He's going to California, and See, that's where he met Briggs. That's where he found the that vein. This, uh, yeah, know, this that, song had a very Briggs vibe to me for sure. It had a super dual meaning though, because I got a kind of a more a darker, like when he says "gonna," and again, this is just my morbid brain. No, no, I'm with you on the morbid. But when he talks about the Golden Gate get my feet wet in the ocean. All I thought of is, remember that documentary called The Bridge about all the people, like the Golden Gate is still oh, yes. the number yeah. two spot in the world where people kill right. themselves. All right, well, this is weird because a lot of my notes were about some of these songs sound like... Suicide notes? Yeah. They kind of do. Yeah. Hmm. In, a, that, in, in a weird the, way. Yeah, no. But they could be interpreted the opposite. But I, I never got that. I kind of got that. I got it this 20, afternoon. The but. twenty something years I've been listening to this, never got that vibe at all. I'm still living the dream. For me, it's not over. Like it's just this. Like he can't get it out of his head. 
Well, he's always he's been going on about the fucking hippie dream. <laughs> hippie dream, man. For 22 albums, Mike, you know? Mike. Yeah. This song is not about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. No, this one isn't, but there is one that we're going to talk about later on. <laughs> what, uh, I, what had you guys... I had a note. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Ocean's Daughter? Yeah, that's I had a yeah. That was a big question if of mine. If it fits in with what you guys are saying, it, it's, a, it's death. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, a, wasn't the original thing? She with, waved me over. The you original, know, and he's up yeah, on the bridge, right? I took out my spyglass, yeah. and you know, after a ship passed, and yeah. Well, the original thing with mermaids, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, it's a Disney movie now, but it, the whole idea was like them luring sailors right, you, into, the, into the water, right? So, I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I, that's I, I totally got that vibe. I weird, you know what I true. thought that middle verse was about? The Ocean's Daughter one was about him moving out to Malibu with Briggs. It could <laughs> Gonna be. Put my, you know, it's about moving to the beach. Yeah. And, you know, doing Zuma. And, and you know, on those, on those gigs that they played bef- while they were recording this, they were all heavy on the songs from Zuma, apparently. Because that was like Briggs, one of Briggs' favorite albums. Yeah. And, I can uh, hear that. Yeah, but I never got the. You no, know, now that you bring it up, now that's that's I'm that's all I'm going to hear now. Not overwhelmingly, but there's like touches of it. Like in not to bring it back to town meeting again, but our number one song on Spotify is West of Seattle, and there's heavy suicide vibes in that song. But that isn't necessarily what it's about. It's just uh, I, I I mean it's like any Neil song. There's like three or four meanings in it. And everyone has their opinion, and then Neil speaks, and it's like, no, this song was about a tree I saw in Arizona. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not about suicide. I just, you know, the big black car, I, when I first heard this, I'm like, that's Mort. He's talking about driving out to, you know, start his adventure. I yeah. took that as the, the car was a metaphor for old black. Like, this is how I start my journey with this guitar. Oh, okay. But it could be, I mean, it's probably both. It's probably, or, I don't know. It's none. It's all and none. Yeah. It's Neil. Fucking Neil. Fucking Neil, man. Talk Fucking about Neil, man. Me. I love the whole talking about yeah. shit that yeah. he does. Yeah. That, talking about eternity. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Talking about the big time. Yeah. Well, and guys, what does he mean by big time? Now, that, that again, that could have a dual meeting. that shot. Yeah, that sucks. Don't ever drink that shot. Actually, it was. It wasn't too bad. It was about that. It needed I invented a fucking, that fucking shot. It needed a bird. Was was big time about... Put a bird in it. ...music, or was is big time about life? Right, that's what I, That's my question. Death. It's like, yeah. talking about eternity, talking about the big time, so it's like... Till death do us I part. Saw it's like, we're only here. Taking a dirt nap. Right. That's, I got really morbid on this one. That's what I could see it as also. And it's yep. kind of like, you know, I'm talking about the big time. It's kind of like that's, you know, Briggs died. This, and so this that's what he's saying. Verse, but he did a lot. He did a lot before he died. Yeah. That's what he's saying right here. I'm talking like, you're going to be dead forever. So yeah. do it now. Take the trip now. Drink the potion now. I like that. You know, make it happen now. Because yeah. I'm talking about the big time. You know, I'm talk- you're going to make the big time. Okay, well. You better start because yep. the real there's only one destination in life. It sounds like we're all gonna make the big time, right? Yeah. We are. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. and I agree, Shu. I think that this this last verse felt the most Briggsy to me. Just with the whole like talking about a friend of mine, a gold mine, yeah, richest vein. You know, oh, that's like, to me. That's obviously about Briggs. Yeah. And then the enemy inside of you know just that whole thing to me was was very. And then just. It's weird too because he almost equates it to like a, a romantic relationship a little bit. Well, it could really doesn't have to be romantic. I mean, no, no, that's, no. I just mean as far as 
lyrically and and sort of the imagery of it, it it could you one could with just with the chorus. I mean, I'm still living the dream we had. For me, it's not over. You, I feel like on surface level, people would think this is like a post breakup sort of a thing, right? But like if you know the whole thing, it seems very Briggsy to me, in a way. You know, well, him and he's Briggs gone, had a similar but, vision, and, and they right, right yeah. and he's still going, and he's still going, right, yeah. Um, but you know, for yeah, me, it's knows. not over. Just because you're gone, for me, it's not over. Yeah, and 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 it's like he says, like you read in that in the, at the top of the episode, he, I had to get one under my belt. You know, yeah, like without Briggs. But can we talk about the fucking solo in this? Because it's so goddamn. I don't know good. if I can. I don't know if I can. It's, it's so, so good, good man. <laughs> I wrote down six twenty seven. All right. Um, which is that real awesome part that I love. But even going as far back for listeners on your own. As like five thirty when that right. when it's I'll start around six twenty. Yeah, are awesome. And then, where's that one where he does it? Though? Oh, I, I must not have heard it, but he does that like thing. Oh god, that's so fucking good. It's this. This album is. I mean, you notice it every album on the like the archives versus Spotify, but this album especially to me, and maybe because I listen to it so much, um, it the archives just. Fucking it's yeah, so, high res. Yeah, you can really hear. You can it. hear every yeah. every like nook and cranny. <laughs> Dude, and, I noticed it so much. In, yeah. Anyone else noticing the music arcade? You can like hear him like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah which is amazing. When you listen, yeah. when you listen on the, <laughs> too on, much. the yeah. on the archives, man, it's too high res. You <laughs> on, can hear his fucking mouth sounds. On uh, it's such music a be- arcade. Yeah, yeah, it's such a beautiful song. But I'm like yeah. Neil, like fucking wipe the sides of your mouth. Have some dude. squirt. Yeah, Jesus. have a squirt. It's a little weird. Oh, it sounds like he's eating pretzels. In <laughs> now I just rub the sides of my mouth. <laughs> Do you guys see the video on the archives for this? No. It's um, it's just some live footage interspersed with him driving what I think is Mort because he says he still has Mort. I can't even imagine. But it's it's he's just driving it over like the plains pretty much. It's flat. I mean, he's just um, but it's it's funny because they focus in on this one girl like right up front while they're playing and she's just like losing her shit, Hmm. which I think is a great thing. It just shows like the spirit of. You know, there's t- you totally love this. St- you still love it. You know, and that that's what I'm getting from the video thing. Is like he still loves doing it. Briggs is gone. A lot of people have passed. He's taken a lot of shit. It's become bigger than you know he could possibly handle. Yet he still loves doing it. You know, and I think it all comes in on that girl. Check out the video though. It's pretty for this. Song, oh, and you know what else they do in it? Yeah, and for big time, they um, recreate the on the beach album cover. Oh, really? They have him like getting out of Mort and oh. walking to the water. And then you see the table and the umbrella and the That's chairs fucking and stuff. Cool. And then they kind of in, they kind of cool. flash the on the beach cover a little bit, so you kind of get the reference. That's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's I pretty like that. awesome. I'll check that out. Yeah. Nice. Let's go to loose change before Luke fucking loses his shit. <laughs> loose change is the best fucking song, guys. Shut the fuck up. Go ahead. That's a good one. 
also like the. I like the just like sort of reggae y, like. I like how you hear Neil right away the House of Cards. Yeah. It's just fucking Neil. House of Cards. So let me let me tell you about the song, why I sent it to you guys. It's not even the song itself, it's it's literally that five minute jam on one note. What the hell was that? My phone just. Jeepers. But it's, it's, it's. It's just perfect. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. That it, was another complaint about from a lot of critics when it came out. Too repetitive. But they just don't, they don't, obviously they weren't feeling it. Yeah. It's sure, it's only like a couple of notes, but it's, it's awesome. They ride the groove. My favorite part of the end of this, the, the whole long, quote unquote, pointless jam at the end is how it, it starts one way, and then at about and you really you really start to feel it become something else. Yeah, and then at like eight minutes in, because Ra- Ralph sort of starts the whole thing with his like dunk 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 yeah. type of thing, but then at like eight minutes in, you really hear Billy and Poncho lock in with him, mm-hmm. and they've been slowly building towards it. But then Billy's doing it on the bass too, and Poncho's doing it, and it's like, and they're all yeah. in it, and then it's like, oh, this is what we've been leading to, and here we are, you know? Yeah. It's like a Bo Diddley thing going on. Yeah. It's like yeah. an Eastern Bo Diddley yeah, thing, because it's, like, could, it's like a chanting, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And like, and I, I, I felt as if the horse was kind of in the mindset of, yeah, Neil's doing whatever the fuck Neil's doing. Let's all lock in together and, right. do, and do a thing, you yeah. know. And because Neil's just doing, he's fucking yeah. whatever, yeah. and and they're just fucking, yeah. you know, in it. they're just in it. Yeah, they're just in it's it. Hypnotizing. And then that, it's just like naturally it, hypnotizing is a great yeah, word. Yeah, it is. You get lost in it. Um, it just feels like so natural, you know. Well, that's that's a great thing about this album. Too. It is. Yeah. That's what's great about this album. Probably what people. The quality that critics didn't like about it is it is it's it's organic and it's spontaneous. Yeah, there's not a lot of overdubbing going on here, you know. If it, any, yeah, I it's, can't picture any overdubbing. Right. It's just yeah. It's it's maybe it's, the keys at one point, but it, it it's loose, but it's um, it's loose change, Russ. Yeah, and it, and 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 it it just feels the end feels for like free, you know, um, like they're. You know, and and uh, what was it? I just really like that um, they they sort of fall into this thing where you can kind of just tell that they're they're. And I know the horse and Neil do this all the time, but it just felt it feels different. It feels different where they're it in, does. in this zone, this horse zone, mm-hmm. right? But. The Brigslessness of it, it mm-hmm. kind of ha- adds this other element. It feels like another level. Yeah, it's like, and it's probably because they've been playing gigs in these clubs, and they've been doing, right. you know, they've been jamming yeah, yeah, these songs yeah, yeah. in the club, so they're 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 ready. They're right. they're in live mode. Yep. You know, they're they're pretty tight at this point, mm-hmm. and yeah. they've been having a good time at these club gigs. So the lyrics know. are also great too. Oh, they're yeah, they're yeah. really great. Um, just ignore those. I can I'll edit those That's out. Fine. Um, can we not to shift gears too crazily, but can we talk about the album cover? Sure. Yeah. What is that to you guys? I'm not quite sure. I, I think, you know, you've got the Native American it's an 
illustration of Native Americans dancing yeah. in an encampment, but it's an illustration that looks like it's taken from a, a textbook. Right. Like it's not done by Native Americans, And then obviously. like just a... Like a photo of an old, who, like an inset of like a. Who is that? Is that a? Song? I don't know. It's it like a young. It's on the credits. It's like a young guy with a fiddle. Yeah, and what, and what the I hell think is maybe the that's? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's like that's Briggs. Really? To him, like this is the front, the, front the, cover. Uh, like, George Cat Catlin Sue Bear Dance from the collection of Gil Crease Museum, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Back cover the panel uh, and paintings by KPOB, and then yeah, it doesn't say anything about oh, KPOB. The... That's the station Mike worked at in New yeah, York. Uh, over in uh, Des Moines. <laughs> and then Larry Craig did more photography, but it doesn't really mention anything about the like who the person weird is. Weird picture of the dude. Yeah, yeah. Wait, see, I think it... that's like that's like it's Briggs Rusty Kershaw, and it's that's supposed to be Briggs and like the the Native American dancing. Is kind of like everybody else, but okay. Briggs was that guy who was kind of like set himself apart from it. Yeah, and had an overview of the That's whole thing. The only thing that makes sense. Yeah, There's not a lot of Native Native American imagery in the songs. No, no, no. not in this one compared right. to his other There's, ones. And it's, it's interesting how he takes lyrics in the songs. There, maybe know. I'm I'm not I'm maybe I'm reading into it too much. It's weird he takes a Western image. Yeah. Impression of Native Americans, yeah, you know what I mean. From like a, it's from a, a some illustration from some textbook or something. So, I, that's the only thing I get is that the guy in the inset is supposed to be Briggs, and he's he was the outsider, and he's sort of conducting it, but apart from it. Well, he's just he's just apart from it, and the fiddle just he's... represents that you know he's this musical entity that's apart from the rest of. Everyone else dancing like in unison. He's the one good part of Western civilization that didn't murder every Native American. I don't know if you would call. There are some people who would not agree with that. No, just I'm saying Briggs was a great part of Western civilization, from what I've read. You know what's weird is he was 51 when he died. Yeah, it's not old. That's not old at all. No, no. no. And how cancer, old was man. Neil at this? In, at Probably around the same age, right? He's seventy five yeah, now. He was, yeah. He was. I think he was fifty. Really? I think. Yeah. In ninety six. Maybe. Well, I mean, he's eternal. All right. He is a, he's vampire. a vampire. He's a time traveling so, vampire. So. Yeah. So he was. Oh, he was eternity at this point. <laughs> but still. Yeah. You know who knows? Yeah, I mean, as we're talking, he's spending some time in the sixteen hundreds. Yeah. You know. He's there right now. He was in that picture of the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. He'll be back. <laughs> Yeah. Tomorrow there's gonna be some weird shit out. Bat. <laughs> this bat gave me All cholera. Right. <laughs> All right, let's go to slip away. Let's slip away. Yes. Wait for the change. Okay. 
this might be my favorite. Right here. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's just beautiful. Yeah, this, isn't it? This song is simple. Me. So simple. It's the way they're playing it. You know? And you know what? That's, yeah. again, this song sounds. It, it could fit right in with a lot of the 90s alternative stuff that's going on. I was going to say, the, the, when the song first starts, there's a guitar sound uh, that's, that is very 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the guitar sound that happens at the top. Mm-hmm. And then it shifts into that more brown, brown, yeah. and then, then it, that other thing you pointed out. There's so many like really it's like interesting, the shimmering, but beautiful, spark, but simple it's like a chandelier. layers that, yeah. that I was I've I still haven't made my final decision. I was I've been going back and forth between these top three songs as to which one is it's my really favorite. Hard. But this one, at one point when I was listening and driving, it fucking I I I was like, this is this song is so good. That change right there. I mean, we talked to Bill Janovitz from Buffalo Tom. You hear that a lot in Buffalo Tom's music. Yeah. You know, there's that this, this beautiful melody kind of shimmering, like a jangly you know. sort. Yeah, of, yeah. It's not quite jangly. Not jangly. It's, yeah, it's, I guess it's more like it's more, more, like it's the birds more metallic. Say more jingly. Uh, jungly. No, oh, it's jungly? no. It, it's more chug. I think it's ga- <laughs> it's gangly. <laughs> it's chug. Somewhere. I love you, chug. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, this was this was hard. This would. This didn't make this my top three, gorgeous, but this man. was like it was right there. And uh, there was a part I didn't write it down, but I love that he left in. You can hear, um, you can hear Ralph slip a little bit on the mm. drums, like at a few parts. It's not noticeable unless you've listened to it twenty five times, like I did this week. But it's just like uh, Russ. I'm sure you heard. Well, he's a little like he's just. Slightly a fraction well, behind. Yeah, right? I also think he... that's that's like if you listen to like grunge, like if you listen to like Matt Cameron uh, of uh, Soundgarden, he plays like that. He's okay. just like mm-hmm. that tiny, tiny millisecond yeah. behind the rest of the band, which gives it kind of a swing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, but there's a few like one or two specific spots where it catches up with them, and you can kind of hear him, but he grabs back on. And I just I love that it just. That's what I love about these first three songs is it's they're just as is. You can tell yeah, there's not it's organic, very super organic. Yeah, yeah. and well, I think this is Ralphie's best performance on the oh, album. Yeah. I, I wrote, despite I wrote, those little little parts, I wrote that down too because it's not your typical Ralph. Because not norm, at all. Normally Ralph is just riding the ride and the snare, right? and he's just kind of keeping the time. Yeah, he's just kind of yeah. he's just riding. You know, he's yeah. on the horse and he's fucking riding. Right. He's on the horse. But with this one, man, I unless. Which I think we're all assuming, probably rightfully so, that there is probably no overdubs done in this. Can't uh, and and I don't know if you guys noticed that there's a, a a somewhat consistent tambo going on, a tambourine, mm-hmm. and um, he's also playing with tom. He's playing the toms, and this, so this is not a typical Ralphie drum. Well, thing. So actually, he's, Billy's I, playing the tambourine. Is Bill playing? Yeah, the tambourine? so I think they probably overdubbed the tambourine. Okay. All right, did but it the, say that he in gets the yeah he gets the credit for the okay, tambourine. Okay, so then yeah. I, I'm wrong there, but I do love what Ralphie's doing as yeah, far as this is like a really cool just, he's, Ralphie he's performance. Like, yeah, the toms. He's really making use of the toms, yeah. which is not your normal Ralphie thing. He's 
It's really interesting. Yeah. I, I I agree. I think it's it's nice to hear Ralph do something like that. It's, I think this this album and Sleeps with Angels are yeah. the, at least the most interesting Crazy Horse performances yeah. where they veer off mm-hmm. a little more from just being the backing band and uh, you know creating the canvas for Neil. This yeah. this song to me it just got better and better as it went along. Yeah, I love can, this song. Can a you lot. go to uh, four forty five? There's some really pretty guitar stuff. Um. And he kind of comes back in with that, you know. But then you don't have to go to it, but if, if people at home want to just kind of pay attention to as the song progresses at around like seven minutes in, yeah. you get these like double clack things too. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if that might be overdubbed, but it's like this like sort of... I, I did hear, hear that. I yeah. really tried to listen to the drums. Yeah. You hear it? Which is really interesting. You don't hear you don't hear them doing stuff like that too often, right? And it totally works for the song. And it build it's fucking yeah. building. And I and I love that. And as far as going along with what the vibe is and the lyrics, to me, it really you do start to slip away. You know, it's 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 really cool, man. I I think it. Well, the song to me it I, I, takes yeah, you into like a dreamy sonic I, place, yeah, you know. Absolutely, I, I love Neil and I love music, but all my note for this one was I needed to be stoned, and I wasn't this afternoon. Okay. Right? Yeah. See, so that's what I'm saying. There's certain, it's pretty good when you're stoned. I bet it is. <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm saying. Is. There's yeah. certain songs where it really all depends on what, and that's why I was going back and forth between these three songs as to far as far as which is my favorite because there was a, a time when I was driving and I was like, this is my favorite. Because oh, it, so it took me. Oh, well, this again I, a great driving I'll, album. I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah. My, my surprise for you will be that I'm not. Uh, these aren't all my top three. But that being said, they're so good. Right. Mm-hmm. It's no, so totally. good. The you know my if favorite. I if I had smoked a joint before slip away, I'd be fine. But I was like, watching four yeah, kids. Get, you know. Get 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 uh, Chris <laughs> a lighter. Um, He's already had six. Fucking yeah, that, five. That Miller yeah, you need some weed. You've had a six only pack. Five. And a shot of some weed. Only five. Build only five. <laughs> Russ, do you remember when we, we I'm played? I'm a professional here. Chris hired us to play, or his wife hired us to play, play his surprise. Mm, I don't know. 40, one of his 40, 40th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Russ, do you remember the end of that show? Chris had more edibles than anyone I oh, that's ever right. I yeah. could not he, speak. <laughs> He literally couldn't talk. <laughs> I couldn't talk. But the next day, my dad's like, what was wrong with you? I'm like, well, Mike Mayo showed up. And he just kept feeding me this 15 milligram thing. And, Here yeah. goes 15 Mike. 15 milligrams. That's, <laughs> but it to was, me, that's a lot. I to me, that's a lot, too. Because 10 I, is perfect for me. I like the little mints that are two each. You can eat them all day. My buddy shows up with these friggin' stars of David and shit. I'm like... Mike, they had edible stars of David. They do. Wow, that's that's cool. like a California thing. I think that's uh, cool. That crazy friend of Joe Rogan's. That oh wow, Coco, whatever his goddamn name is. That's pretty that cool. That fat ass. Oh, oh Joey man. Diaz. Yeah, that guy. 
Mike, did you just pull another one out of the ashtray? I think I got whatever was left in I here. was getting a fucking blowjob. Yeah, that I guy. fucking plotted. We call that strand uh, Leftover Babe. Leftover Babe? Yeah. <laughs> Tell Babe thanks, man. Yeah, anyway. No, I know what you're saying. The thing that I find most impressive about all three of these songs is those long stretches at the end. They're almost entirely one note each. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're very hypnotic, very hypnotic. Eastern sounding. Yeah. Chanting. You could like chant, like Buddhist, you could hear Buddhist monks yeah, chanting hear like, along with them. Yeah. Oh, you know, kind of thing going on. Yeah. That was really cool. But yeah, it's, it's nice. meant to, you know, you're meant to ride the groove. This isn't noodling. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't like it's fish isn't a, going on for 20 minutes. And, yeah. Right, exactly. This is just, yeah, you're right. riding that groove and you're feeling it. And they, they captured that. Yeah, you know that, that's, that's and that's what Briggs wanted him to do. That's right. you know Briggs told him you got to keep it focused, yeah. close to the source. You know, and this is it right here. This is yeah. Like, yeah this song kind of encapsulates encapsulates that yeah. A, yeah. a lot, especially like I said with the lyrics too. You you're slip it's he slips away. Yeah. You know, it's let's can we talk about the lyrics for a second? That it's sure. like he's talking about a woman. Yeah, yeah. And at first I thought she was you know like something was going on in her life. She wasn't happy, but when the music started, she'd slip away. So mm-hmm. music as an escape, which is something we can all relate to. Or mm-hmm. is it like once the music... Is she someone like that comes to the gig with him, and then when the music starts, she disappears? It feels metaphorical to me. It feels more she represents something else that slips away, like that... Uh, the fucking... Because he uh, mentions the bulletproof limousine, the smoke and the lights in the nightclub... It kind of sounds like in a weary way. It's like the same thing all the time, but when the music starts, it's every makes everything okay. Yeah, it's that's still, what I get from it. Still feels metaphorical to me. It feels like she represents the rest of the world, like the anxiety, the stress, or whatever. And then when the music starts, it's like it all. I wrote all that down. Same stuff. Yeah, I thought a lot of this album sounded like metaphors, not literal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, actually, this song is about CS CSNY. This is the one this about Crosby, about Stills Crosby. And <laughs> No, I, I got more of a, a sort of a metaphor a metaphorical vibe. Just the the whole, like you said, shoe that first verse. Even the she lives in the TV sky. She lives in such pain. She rides in a bulletproof stretch limousine. It's sort of, it's it's like a, a um, no, not to get too Dexter here, but it's kind of like Neil's. Neil's um, dark passenger, you know what I mean? And but when the music starts, it just kind of. I thought I told you no Dexter. References. I'm sorry, man, but you brought Billy Joel into this one, so that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We're just living here in Allentown. <laughs> it's not going to. They're closing all the you know factories what? down. I know. Is <laughs> what you shit on me? These boys. The are union people it going. ran away. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Only the good die young. So let's fucking move on. <laughs> You know how those Catholic girls are. Oh, oh my God, dude. Sooner I, or later, it comes down to faith. I just, I don't want to uh, point out the obvious, but <laughs> right, red. right now it is white. 5 o'clock on a Saturday. That's it. <laughs> so. All right, it only feels like it's 1130. Oh, shit. Here comes the regular crowd. Stumbling in. <laughs> this microphone stinks.
How awesome are those backing vocals? Fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So refreshing when, it's just you hear, beautiful. when you hear the horse. And that's like, and this song is like so different from the first three songs. Yeah. Yeah. And that, maybe that's the whole thing of changing highways. Like you're on this groove, this chanting, hypnotic groove, and then all of a sudden you're in a fucking truck. You know? Yeah. Especially after. Peeing in a fucking soda bottle. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You're ch- yes. I delivered for Amazon. You kidding? Gatorade <laughs> bottles. <laughs> I you got to get this stuff with a wide hole, or yeah. else you're just gonna get it all over. Wait, you. is that movie Nomad about you? That's right. I knew it. <laughs> Nomad Amazon, Nomad Attleboro <laughs> Land. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, yeah, especially after that long, like how like mesmerizing, sparkly, and like, yeah, just ethereal. Of, you're just floating away. through these songs. It's like here we fucking go. Like, all right, get the whiskey out. Yep. Yeah, this yeah. song could easily have been on Ragged Glory. Oh yeah. Or Stars and Bars. It's know. it's yeah, very. I have to uh, admit, it feels like it might maybe it should have been on a different album. This I one really like it. Yep. I think you might be I'm, right. Although no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with, upset I'm about it. I really Chris. like it. I I like it a lot. I just it do, it doesn't. Well, it's kind of... Well, I love this album as it is, though, so it's tough. I don't want to cut it. I, I don't know. I'm not saying... Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Your I'm first weird. three songs Still. are your weed songs, and then you're going into your alcohol here. You know yeah, what I mean? It's right. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, gonna, you're changing highways. Well, this one to you're me... You're getting yeah, off right. at your Neil's exit got here. me all figured out, so I'm happy. <laughs> I like what is going <laughs> on. To, to me, this one also is very... Uh, stop doing that. Is very... Um, Jesus Christ, Russ. I know. Well, every, perfect. Every, perfect segue, because this one is very churchy to me. This song is very gospel-y. Every okay. five minutes, Russ very, is like, yeah, like, this album to me is... <laughs> no, whatever, man. <laughs> Billy Joel. He keeps leaning his phone. You know, Russ, <laughs> slippery you, fucking, they, you come in my bar and you put bread in my jar. <laughs> and I say, man, say, man, what, what are, are you, you doing, doing here? here? Listen, I come in your room <laughs> is what I do. <laughs> I love that Neil's lyric in this is with my suitcase and my broom I come in your room. Right, yeah. right. I like that. Now, what does that mean? No, I'm don't. You, I know what you're That's doing. It, you know what, but you know, I know what you're doing. What does that mean, Luke? It means he wrote it down. He, enters, he wrote you know down. It means he wrote Neil, down. No, Q Luke no. making a. You know yeah. what it means? It means that Neil probably had a bottle of red, a bottle of white. <laughs> oh God! He's <laughs> saying that there was there was scenes. Hey, hey man, things are okay with me these days. Oh, we need to end We've, yeah, got, we've had too it. much. That's enough. We've had too much. No more Billy Joel from this point on. <laughs> yeah, nice try. We're almost done. Stop. <sighs> I like. I, I kind of like that line that I with my suitcase and my broom. It's like he's coming in yeah. with ideas and to clean up or to sweep away something. And then the, I love this line that, um, is this our music in your manger? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick. I didn't grab that. Like, Okay, so what's a manger? That's like a shelter, right? Or like a place you put animals? It's like a barn. I mean, it's if, he's, if you're saying manger, you're associating you're it with Jesus or Christmas. Right. Baby yeah. Jesus so you're, you're kind of taking in my music. Is this our music in your manger? And now it's time for your exit, too, I think is the lyric. I don't remember. And is this your exit, too? And is this We're, your exit, too? And then he too? says we're changing. Actually, highway. I was right. there for the birth of Christ. That's right. <laughs> I knew Jesus. <laughs> we played uh, Ambulance Blues while he was being born. Those wise men, <laughs> fucking <laughs> dumb men. Yeah, they was, weren't too wise. Yes, me. Fra- frankincense, gold, myrrh, and me playing ambulance blues. What Jesus. the fuck is myrrh? <laughs> Jesus helped me write, bite the bullet. Frankincense, more like Frankenstein. That baby was fucking dead. Jesus Christ. That thing had no life to it. <laughs> anyway, mangers kind of suck for playing music. The horse wasn't too wild about it. Uh, anyways, I had some notes that it's back on to 
traffic with lights and traveling, which is no surprise surprise as for a Neil song. Yeah. But the more I listen, I, you know, of course I'm standing in my kitchen listening on the headphones while kids are screaming at me. But it sounded like I don't know where he was in his life, but it sounded like maybe he was changing lovers at the time. It, for for me is Could what be. it, it kind of sounded like. And who knows when he wrote it, this? And, and and he talks about well, he showed up at that hotel and is this your exit too? Mm. Like here I am. Are you fucking leaving your friend too? I I, I got. Hmm. When you're okay. saying that, it definitely feels more like a Stars yeah. and Bars song. Especially listening to those lyrics. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just what I wrote. Turns Fucking Neil, man. Hey, Fucking Neil, Neil man. man. All right, let's get on to Scattered. Oh. So this is what I think, Chris, you brought this up first, that he sounds like he's lost. That's, that's what I or feel like. Or he's trying to find direction. He's and finding direction. He's walking around. He's happy about it. He's not really upset. He's that melancholy, I'm all right, Yeah. but am I all right? Yeah. right. And, and, and this is what hit me when I was a kid and just today when I listened is, that's me. I feel that way. I'm, I'm torn. This was I, am I pissed? The most relatable song. Am I, or am I not? Yeah. I yeah. think he. this is the way he was feeling with Briggs not there. A hundred percent. You know, hard for him it to concentrate. I'm yeah. glad to be here to learn that. That yeah. makes sense. My only, my two, the two notes I wrote, because I love this song. I, wrote, I just wrote Briggs, like, and then I just wrote, he's lost. Right. You know, and I, and I, I don't even know, I, it feels like the death of Briggs hit him in ways he didn't think it would because he's lost people along the way. Right. He's written full albums about it, but mm-hmm. I think this one affected well, now him. Now he's, you know, they're in their, they're middle-aged, you know, he's in his 50s, yeah. whatever. And and Briggs has been with him for yeah. a yeah. long time. Plus, it's always, there's there's always that weird thing when you lose someone so close to you where you you have to keep living and they're not. Yeah. You know, so you there's there's a there's, there's some people could go the opposite way, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you put it really well, Chris. Where there's sort of this thing of, yeah, they're just they're not here anymore, and I have to think about living. Right, I have to, I have to, and like, so I have to mourn, but I don't. But who, I can't who, stop living, and who knows how to mourn right. when you have to keep on going? Yeah, a, I, you know, it's like, do am I okay? Mm-hmm. I I I'm, I must be because I'm still right. For me, it's not over. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I wrote down the words "old soul," and I think it was in the song somewhere. And if it wasn't, then maybe he said, he's he talking says, about in the verse. Bricks. It says, "Like a comet painted on the sky, like an old soul. Right over mm-hmm. darkness, you'll fly." Yeah. Can I? Uh, yeah. 
give you a side note about the comet thing. He mentions mm. the comet a in couple two, times. There was some, yeah. there was some songs. celestial stuff in the there whole two, album. There were two in 1996. There were two comets that were visible mm-hmm. to the human eye. And that was the Hale Bop comet. No way. Yeah, no, I was seriously. Say, I, yeah. I, no, because I, wrote, I, I remember yeah. seeing I the Hale Bop comet. Yeah. And it was, it was fucking amazing because it had two tails. And you just couldn't believe what you were seeing for like a month straight was this comet when the fucking sun went down. It was one of the first things you saw. And it was pretty fucking amazing. And then there was another one. I don't know if I'm saying this right. The Hayu Kutek comet. That was in March. The Hale Bop was in May. So you had these two major celestial events. You could see these comets with the naked eye. So I think that worked its way into Neil's music somehow. And you know how he was about the full moon. Yeah. He had this thing where whenever there was a full moon, he would turn into a wolf. <laughs> no, he's a, I did a, he's a vampire. No, he's a, That's stupid. I did a stint Come at on, Heaven's Mike. Get Gate. Your shit together. Get your facts straight. Once I was a wolf. <laughs> But it's like he would he would have to record then. Yeah. But I'm sure like everybody in the world could see this comet, and I'm sure he would look at it, and I'm sure that that's what he's re- referring to that's here what because I he recorded he, in yeah. March. I figured that's what it was because I remember being in elementary school and hearing about that yeah. comet. They like taught they told us about it, and uh, I was like, that must be what he's singing about because the time would be right. Yeah, 1996. You know? Yeah, and you know the thing about the Heaven's Gate people. Yeah, I just made yeah, a joke about it. Oh, did you really? I missed that. I'm sorry. What'd you I, said, say? I said, I did a stint in Heaven's Gate. Oh, my God. I, I followed T and Doe. <laughs> I had the same Nikes. <laughs> I got $5 in my pocket. It was $5.75. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. That's cr- I mean, that's insane. Yeah. And you know why they had those sneakers? I don't remember. Because they got a good deal on them. <laughs> it wasn't some fucking deep meaning or whatever uniform thing. They just got a good deal on getting a bunch of fucking sneakers to die in. <laughs> you know you know what the most fucked up thing about that, and this is just a personal theory I have, because Marshall Applewhite was gay. It was okay. like a, a thing, it, but he grew up religious. Right. So it's like this whole fucking horrible like suicidal cult could have been avoided if we just weren't so shitty to get right if we just said okay we'll we'll back you up well Luke, it's weird because when you were when we were on our break and you were peeing um me and russ made out yeah but while we were making out i I, in between kisses i was (laughs) saying hey how fucked up was that was that shooting in atlanta recently with you know that was horrible yeah and uh I was reading about it, and the kid was like evangelical, of course, Shocker. and was going to some some conversion type of thing. He's just troubled. He, he wasn't gay necessarily, but he he struggled with with quote unquote sex and porn addiction. And I was like, if the church just got their fucking shit together, they never and, will. Yeah, but that that's is a big part of shit like that, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, you make a good point. But anyway. So anyway, the comets made it into this album. <laughs> kind of annoyed that I missed. Right. It, it was well, celestial it. shit that's here yeah. in I, the album. Yeah. Er, er, uh, earlier on, I talked about how I sort of had that the reverse reaction to someone saying how um, he what did some, some critics said some bullshit about him not. Uh, I, don't, I can't even remember, but I was basically saying how I was feeling as if the opposite. Whereas even as he gets older, he's still such a consistently great writer. 
And I think it gets and, better as he gets older. Yeah, and this this song to me was one of I was it's oh. it's a great oh. song. The changes uh, lyrically, it's it's interesting. It's um, I just think it's great, man. I, I like it a it lot. It feels like he wrote it in Vienna. Stop, man. We put it. We, <sighs> oh man. Right. Go to this town unless someone else has more stuff on. Uh, all right, all I had. Relax, was... we didn't start the fight. Scattered was. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Sorry, sorry, Ugh. Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it, it was always turning since the world's been burning. Can mm-hmm. hold on before so, like, you, right? before you get into this. We, me, we town meeting before all this nonsense. We played a show in Portland, Oregon, and you only played A's Joel. We got no. Well, okay, so we. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but we got we we got to Portland a day early. So the night before, we just had a night to do whatever. And me and our bassist at the time, this guy Bad News Bradshaw, fucking shout out to Bad News. Bad News. We went to a karaoke bar, and when we walked in, uh, this dude stepped up and he did. We didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. I've never seen anyone nail a song like this guy did because that's not an easy karaoke no. song. Oh, yeah. it happens that's got to be a level fucking seven you could do it <sighs> if i practice for a while man. and he probably did no, he in front was of the drunk mirror. enough and it was perfect right I'm just saying, <laughs> with a hairbrush i've just, done the humpty does. dance i'm just saying <laughs> perfect i'm just saying the the fucking you when you go into a karaoke bar, karaoke bar you put your fucking name in six songs like you, you don't know who's going before you, and the right. poor girl who followed him, and he fucking burned the place down. People were like breaking right. windows. They were so excited by this guy. He nailed every lyric. He fucking killed it. It was Billy Joel. Luke just didn't <laughs> no. know what he looked like. No, but he he murdered the song, and then the girl that followed him did uh, "These Hands" by Jewel. Oh God! Oh, hey man, oh, God. Ben Keith produced I mean, that like, record, so I, it's I a know. fine song, uh. but it just. It couldn't have tanked harder after that, and right. I felt so Oof. bad. But anyway, <laughs> like I, I remember doing "Youth Gone Wild" skit row. Yeah, okay. Like a foot up on an amp with my hand, and my buddy was next to me. Like it rocked. Where and was I rem- this? Do you remember? Goodness. At a bar in Beverly, Mass. Okay. Uh, Irish bar. But okay. Shocker. It was fun. Yeah, nice. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so my note was uh, about the metaphor again and and i felt like if maybe we're talking about briggs maybe we're not but the metaphor of the song is like uh, good humans being better people that's what i got out of scattered and scattered okay is a huge one on my list here i really like it no same um i don't don't know if i got that as much i can see that that we're all we all have the same problems we're all just trying to be better people resonates with me as i personally am all over the mentally i'm all over yeah i'm everywhere it's it's crazy for me I, my, my brain's nuts so like this song worked for me yeah Mm-mm. no i love this song yeah, yeah. totally me too. i agree we should probably yeah, we're hitting the two hour mark all right okay let's, let's hit to, let's hit this town oh this is the one i meant where the 90s guitar at the top because that's very 90s yeah you're right it's Hootie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even start. You know, Chris, it sounds crazy, but it's true. Stop. I'm not asleep, but I'm lying down. 
So that good. first line is one of the so shorter good, ones, but it's great. Mm. Yeah, I'm I like not asleep song. when I'm lying down. I'm asleep when I'm walking around. Yeah. this town. Yeah, definitely such resonates, a good line, man. Yeah, it is. Talk, yeah, talk about just fucking, you know, a relatable. This 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 album has a lot of relatable shit in it. Chris, Weird how thing. are you so skinny? Miller Lite, man. This fucking, yeah, he's drinking uh, light beer. He's uh, got it, it, if you have to know stacked up. I I quit eating sugar. Okay. Oh, okay. See, that's the thing, man. Back I stopped in, doing right. that too. July I, well, of last year, squirt, sugar but. and mo- all my carbs are beer. Okay. I don't eat snacks and I don't eat bread. Okay. And I work out now, so there's, right. there's that. It's very impressive. Pain in the ass. Balance. It's an impressive stack of cans you got there. For I saw you guys hours. in Groton once, and I made a. 12 or 13 pile stack of cans I think and I remember freaked that. out the people at the table with me. <laughs> I think I remember that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Ooh. this town. I like it. It's got You know what happens to me is it's this is uh we're coming to the end of the album and it's got I don't dislike it. It's very impactful but it doesn't hit me like the first three songs. Well, the first three songs are so huge. Yeah, yeah. and I think Big that difference. I don't want to say it peters out, but it just loses that vibe. Yeah. There's a nice, quick, tasty little solo in here at like 133, which is cool. He does it a couple times. You don't have to play yeah, it. We, I got 223 written down. Yeah, it's the same, I think it's the yeah, same solo. I, I love he it. He just does it a couple times. Yeah, I'll play it. Why not? I don't have anything else. No, I don't really either. All yeah. I got is just same as before. Sometimes you feel like you're on autopilot. Yeah. This song is a lot about autopilot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. It's at Music Arcade. First acoustic out song of the album, and basically the end of the album. It's the only one. Have too. you ever been? has the same like Neil maybe you should wipe your mouth yeah, <laughs> like, there's a lot of sound. it sucks too because this song is so fucking and good. I love it it it's, doesn't bother me but it's, it's weird but it's definitely Neil ASMR yeah <laughs> you know I'm a I'm a sucker for just a, a Neil a classic Neil acoustic come on have man. you ever been walking around <laughs> Ew, stop I, I, other than the mouth sounds, I, I do love just how raw 
how raw his voice is and he's very lip smacking yeah. anyway we're not gonna get through this are we yeah, well, i love the line i move pretty fast for my size yeah <laughs> I don't know why that hit me. I just I was like looked at him like that's odd. Why is he saying that? Like I was the BF, is, I was the BFG once. Why is he putting that in the song? I move pretty fast for the big size. fucking giant. <laughs> I really do like the end though when he says I really didn't mean to stay as long as I have. He's yeah. talking about the comic. Uh, that, I, that's why he that, said that. That plays back into what I was talking I really didn't mean Luke to stay about... as long as I have? No. The, oh, I moved pretty fast comet, for my size? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he said, there's a comet in the sky tonight. It makes me feel like I'm all right. I'm moving pretty fast for my size. Okay. And then so I, to me, I'm, that, that's, the comet's fucking huge, obviously, <laughs> and it's moving real fast. That's what I, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought, at least. It's weird because when you, when you looked at the comet, then it didn't look like it was moving at all. But it is. It is. It's moving right, super yeah. fast, but in relative well, it's to It's got a spaceship flying behind it. That's, well, it whoa. was just a small one. I don't yeah. think it could have fit all 39 of those people. I think it could. <laughs> I don't I think know. they had room. <laughs> Just saying. I think this song's great. I love the lyrics. There's also a lot of that relatability stuff in here, too. My cousin once told me. Have you ever been lost? Have you ever been found out? Have you ever felt all alone at the end of the day? Exactly. Yeah, it's a good tune. But then, like, it was back with the uh, Luke and I were talking about sort of the taking dirt nap stuff at the beginning. The uh, I really didn't mean to stay, so I'll be moving on. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? Are, Are you moving on? Are y'all yeah. done? Are y'all done? In and I drew a picture of a noose. Like I don't know what I was feeling when I was listening to it. In, it's a, well, d- if you drew a picture of a noose, let me try to figure that out. You know, my, I'm not a doctor. He br- he brings up had the, some uh, issues over the last few years. He brings up the TV sky again in this song yeah. too. Yeah, which I thought was cool. Well, that line, Chris, it's almost like Neil saying, "Man, what are we doing here?" Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm asking myself right now, for fuck's sake. Let's move on. I, don't say that with De Niro nodding. <laughs> just, Do the De Niro Well, things. we're talking about fucking, you know, mouth yep. sounds. A little, so. yep. little bit. A little bit. A little, little, little bit. Hey, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we that's, got one that's, that's all I got. left. Here we go. Little, little Jimmy Reed. I love being able to hear the crowd. No, I do too. I love that small they're like crowd. the same level of right. <laughs> well, you only used one mic. You barely hear the band. You, you uh, hear exactly. you hear I'm the just... band, but not really. Yeah. Kind of. It's cool, man. I yeah. like kept pausing it and going back, trying to listen to what the crowd was saying. Yeah, I was trying to hear some words too. It's mostly just woo. Yeah, yeah. I got some notes, but like it's. Fuck. But again. It's a shitty recording, but they got a good groove going on. I and I I wrote that we've said this once and we've said it a thousand times and we'll keep saying it. Fucking Neil knows how to play the blues. He's yeah, loved, and he, he loves to, to play, play the blues. blues. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's real good at it's it, and we- he doesn't do it like very often. No. And and it's it is weird that he ends this album with this like that. Yeah, it's like hilarious. that. And now and it's eight minutes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. did he need to fill time? And maybe that's so. why he didn't put Interstate on there, or did he just not want to end on a note? Like I wanted it. I wanted or music. The, I arcade. wanted the. I'm so curious. Album about that. to end, yeah. Chris. You you just brought up the lyric, but I almost wanted the album to end with the "I'm moving on." I'll be moving on. 
And this is him moving on. <laughs> yeah, to Jimmy Reed in right. the bar. Just, yeah. Well, I see. I I saw the moving on, or I took the moving on as something else. It's like, well, I didn't mean to be here this long, but so I'll, I'll just be moving on. I'm just going to keep doing this. Well, I mean, almost it like, almost goes back to the scattered, it, it, like yeah. A lot of it was the. A lot of it was the. I I'm looking to the future. This is '96. I'm Neil fucking Young. Right. But I'm still looking forward. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I not felt even, that too. It's not even moving on. So it's almost like he's saying, "If that's moving on, then I'm moving out." <laughs> yeah, Luke. You guys, yeah. said you, I had no choice. I'm it sorry. seems like it's <laughs> such a no waste choice. of time. <laughs> I had you know. No choice. <sighs> I'm sorry, I had no choice. You guys kept saying "moving on." What was I supposed to do? <laughs> you had no choice. <laughs> so t- what, what was I, I supposed what? to I mean, do? Seriously, man. He had no legs. <laughs> Yeah, no legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I, I love how I Anthony love works at the I, grocery store. A lot of people punch out when this song comes on, but I I leave it going because I, I just love the I, feel of it. I, I love no, the groove. I, I, I love his was, playing. It's a shitty it recording. Off, but mentally, I kind of was like, he said what he needed to say, and this is just like a what it didn't. I don't know, and I I I don't not appreciate it, but it just didn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to follow the template of what you guys do, and I really got through the song. Wait, we have a template? Oh, well, God. if you listen to what you guys do. <laughs> Wait, people listen to what template? we do? I mean, two of us do. There's at least three of us. <laughs> There's way more than I ever imagined. Ah, man. <laughs> and they're all in Europe. That's right. They're in Belgium <laughs> and Europe. Ireland. No, European. Actually, after the Astrid episode, they might not listen anymore because we started off with Mike. Telling a whole story about St. Patrick's Day. That was in Boston. That's true. Yeah, that was Boston, Boston anyway, Irish. Yeah, that I, doesn't count. I gave the the weird audience recorded song a try, and I love it. And it didn't end up on my bottom. Okay, you know. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I really like yeah. it. It didn't. It's yeah. nowhere near my bottom. I think Neil just loves the blues. I just don't think this song fit this album as, as much as the rest of them. And I, again, the whole idea behind this album seems to be it's it's kind of a broken arrow. It's kind of you don't really know where it's aiming anyway, and it's it it's kind of unfinished. And it, this one to me, I so I guess if that's what Neil's going for. This song solidified it because if he had put Interstate, it would have it would have been very cohesive mm-hmm. and very. I'm convinced someone. He said he was going to do that, and someone said, that's perfect. People will love that. Yeah, I think and then right. he just went, oh. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fucking Neil. <laughs> Actually, this whole song's about the movie with Christian Slater and John Travolta, Broken Arrow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. This was my uh, soundtrack, uh, but I they rejected the it, so I just made it face off. <laughs> Has anyone seen Broken Arrow? I wonder if that still holds up. I doubt it. You've got to have I don't it think I've VHS. ever seen it. I don't. What is it? I'll look it up. It's a movie called Broken Arrow with Christian Slater and John Travolta. Uh, I don't know about it. Imagine a movie. And with... uh, Huey, isn't Huey Long in that? Not Huey Long. Uh, Huey what's Lewis? His... The news? The guy from the football player from Charlestown. Howie Long? Howie Long. There it is. is he? Yeah, yeah, or, he's in that too. Or is he in um, the one with the masks? Fucking uh... face off. No, not face off. Cats? No. Mask? Oh, the other one that's just. <laughs> Mask? <laughs> the, one the, the one with the mask. That wasn't a mask, Luke, you asshole. Put a mask that was on his that guy face. and then stick a bird that. on it. Put a bird on it, put a mask They're on it. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> or the mask. Yeah, how long Carey. is in it? Yeah. Good call, Mike. Yeah. All right, let's. Well, top three. 
Who's ready to go? I'm, I got him. All right. My three is loose change. My two is scattered, and my one is big time. Yeah. Anyone else? Right. I got. All right. My three is music arcade. My two is loose change, and my one is scattered. Okay. Um, my one is slip away. My two is big time, and my three is loose change. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm also to be that guy. I. I am the first three songs as well. Um, number three is loose change. Two is slip away, and one is big time. Yeah. Scattered and music arcade were hard for me to not put in, but music arcade was was yeah. That and uh, slip away were like a close fourth. Yeah. For me. It was hard yeah. For me I, I picked them as just residual duh, sure favorites for me. Yeah, well, that's what we're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, yeah, right, that's right. oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you pick what's personal to you, and, yeah, you and then we you shit like. on it. Like yeah, that's and then we say, hey, you know, I'll shit on what Billy you Joel could write better songs. Yeah, than that. fucking <laughs> Billy Joel. You give us an opinion that's strictly personal. You may to be you, right, and then yeah. we. Shit but I on may it. be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That was that was what started. That's the best one. Bring it back around. My cut song was the last one. Was the Jimmy Reed tune? And again, didn't not enjoy it. It just I I enjoyed the rest more. So. My cut song is uh, This Town. Okay. I think mine is Changing Highways. Okay. I, I get that it... I After doing this episode, I felt a little differently. Because you made a good point, Mike, about how he is kind of... Change, you know... The whole album changes after yeah, that. It's I, like one kind of like... Yeah. But you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't enough for me to not... I just want to hear it somewhere else. I love the song. I, I like it. I just, I don't okay. know. I, it, yeah. I mean, it was either that or the, the Jimmy Reed, but I like, I, I like listening to that. I like and that I think too, it works yeah. on this album. Yeah. I think it works on it. So yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I think my cut now is changing highways, but I love, love, love it. And then I don't know who before just said this town, this town became my like number four. Okay. I really love it. My cut song, I guess, now is Changing Highways. That's my decision. There you go. It's fine. Hey, All right. You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for uh, being on the podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks and for thanks for me. bringing the Italian sub. It was delicious. Right. It was good. It was yeah. Presto Pizza. Presto Pizza. pizza. In, in, in Lunenburg. In Lunenburg. Yep. Yes. Give yeah. them a right, shout out. Right near yeah. where Whalem used to be. Whalem Park used to be. Well, good Italian yeah. sub. They've I liked a, it. Yeah, pizza yeah. place and a record. What's uh, next liquor week? Store. Next week um, it was a monster episode, but but after that, are we doing? We're doing Year of the Horse, right? Yes. Okay. I yeah. think it would be that. Yeah. Maybe we can get Jarmusch on. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Let's go for Jarmusch. Why not? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. We should ask. Um, thank you for listening to Long May You Young. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Long May You Young. You can find us on Facebook, and also uh, we post on the Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. Uh, am I missing any other social media there? I don't think so. So Did go to our Instagram? website. Yep. Uh, go to our website, longmayyoungpodcast.com. You can buy merch. You can uh, message us. You can read the blog, Long May You Blog Blog. And uh, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff to do at longmayyoungpodcast.com. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And uh, so many great music podcasts, a lot of great ones, including the Mr. Scary podcast. That's right, Mr. Scary podcast is awesome. Check and, out the uh, performance anxiety podcast. And Mike, you say Mr. Scary's like your sister, but I'll say she's always a woman to me. And scene. <laughs>
from an Italian restaurant. Oh, oh stop! Good. Just stop! That was cool. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.